All right. What's going on, everybody? Friday night. Happy Friday to all you dudes and dudettes out there. On tap for tonight, we've got NXT. We've got SmackDown. British Bulldog going into the Hall of Fame this year, according to uh, British Bulldog Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, Dave Boy Smith Jr. WWE moving wrestling shows. They're going to get out of Tropicana Field and move to Yingling Center. And we, of course, have the controversial uh, censoring of WWE videos going on Peacock. We will talk about that and more. It is Boxman. It is Smart. And we are your Dirt Sheet Dudes. I'll hit the music as soon as I get it because it looks like I accidentally hit delete. So what I'll do is I'm going to go here. I'm going to turn the music on. Now what we're going to do is we're going to play the music. You ready for this? Huh? You ready? You ready? Are you? Are you? I hope you are. Because here it is.
right. What's going on out there, everybody? Hope everybody's doing good. Like I said, it is Friday. Holy hell, am I happy it's Friday. I need a Friday. I don't know about everybody else out there, but I definitely need a Friday. Need the weekend. Need the weekend. Need a drink and sleep. A little bit of both. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy when I can do both. Anyway, what is going on? I am Boxman. This is Dirt Cheat Dudes. Across from me over there is Smark, and I think we're going to be all right tonight. Smark, how are we doing tonight, sir? All right, we're doing good, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> damn it, we just had it going. I don't know where Smart went. might have gone somewhere real quick. But anyway, he is here. He is mic'd up, or at least he's using an external mic. But anyway, we got him. He'll be back here any minute, I guarantee it. But in the meantime, um, I guess I can go ahead and start plugs, and I can hope uh, Smart comes back because it looks like he just accidentally took off out of Skype, so I'm sorry you're going to have to hear when he calls back. I will keep the old finger on the trigger for the old Skype call. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to start plugs. He'll either come on in and do his or not. So <laughs> I guess we will find out. Uh, let me go ahead and get something here to rock on and play while we're doing them here. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, this one never does anything. All right, let's go ahead and do this right here. All right, we're going to start out with the high marks. That is Cheese Man. That is G-Wiz. That is Mojo. I want y'all checking those guys out. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where? Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt. Network, that's right. There's two T's in MIT. Definitely be checking them out. Once again, mixer.com slash Metal Mint Network, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday nights. Be checking out the high marks over there. And Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades on the Inhuman Experience. Go check out those Inhumans on all the usual podcast platforms out there. You know, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher. You know, you know where it all is. Google. And you can also check out the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. They are on all the usual podcast platforms also and on Blog Talk Radio. So go over there and check them out over there. Just type in Everything Unscripted Podcast. It will not even let you finish typing. Check them out. And Stephen Milan, appreciate you sharing the show. Letterbox, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's in Milan. He's over there reviewing movies. You want to be checking him out. And you can always review us. You can review us on YouTube, everywhere else like that. You can get us on Spreaker, uh, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM, Anchor, anywhere you guys find podcasts. We are hopefully there. If we're not, let us know. We'll get there. All right. There you go. I uh, don't know again. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Smart here. But it looks like he's still online, so he'll probably come on back. We will find out very, very soon, obviously. But in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and get rolling here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start out with NXT. Um, Got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I, I, I didn't... You know, I should look this up real quick. I really didn't... Uh, Check the ratings for the, uh, let's see, Wednesday night ratings for, uh, check out the Wednesday night ratings. I actually forgot to grab those. Wednesday ratings. There we go. That's all we need. Wednesday ratings, AEW. Let's check it out. We got it right here. We'll hit news and then we'll go right from there. Okay. I got it from three hours ago. AEW did beat NXT one more time. Uh, let's see what we're looking at here. We're looking at uh, 
757,000 757, um, for AEW. And NXT. NXT had a good little rise in ratings, up to 678,000 viewers. That was, uh, that was pretty good for them. That was a pretty good little night for them. Not bad. AEW, once again, did beat them, though. Um, not, eh, I wouldn't say horribly, but uh, almost... Almost 90,000, I guess that is. Um, but, you know, not too bad. I, I got to tell you, though, I think wrestling-wise, action-wise, to me, NXT was a much better show. There really wasn't that many. Again, I said, you know, Wednesday night, I said there weren't really that many matches on AEW. There was a lot more talking segments, a lot more backstage segments. I really felt that this had more wrestling and was a kind of a... A, a bit more interesting of a show, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a little surprised NXT didn't, didn't uh, eh, not win, but I mean, I'm glad they got a little more of a rating, but I really think they could have gotten, I think they should have gotten them a little bit uh, better of a rating. I really thought this was a really good show this week. Now, I was kind of forced to watch the Hulu version, so I apologize, whatever I missed, but um, I just, I couldn't get the other version working on, uh, I don't have cable anymore. So, kind of, kind of working with some stuff um, that I'm, that's not working exactly well. Um, basically, I'm watching off something called Cody, and you go in, you put little clients in it, but for some reason, it hasn't had. It didn't have NXT last week. Didn't have NXT this week. Didn't have Raw last week. I had to obtain Raw, which I did. Um, so anyway, that's why I did have to watch the. Uh, the Hulu version of NXT. So that's what you're going to get tonight. I apologize. Uh, anyway, we start out with uh, a little bit of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. Um, and you know, it's funny. You know, Raquel Gonzalez is a bigger, you know, she's wider and more jacked than all the other girls, but you really don't realize how tall she is. Until she's in there with three other smaller women. Um, it, that's when you really see that she's not only, you know, big in stature. She's also a tall, she's a tall girl too. She towers over everyone in this match. Um, I'm still very impressed with uh, Zoe Stark. Really, really see a lot. I I wouldn't doubt if she was uh, NXT Women's Champion either by this time next year or around this time next year. I really wouldn't. I think they see something in her. She really didn't do any... I mean, she didn't need training, obviously. She knows what the fuck she's doing. Um, really, really impressed with this Zoe Stark. Uh, Raquel did pin Zoe. And then they stare, she stares down Io uh, and right in the middle of the ring there. Dakota. Kai goes to run in. Io just turns around and lays her out. And then Raquel comes in and gives the old, you know, running kick to Io. Picks her up, throws her. I mean, drops her spine first, it looked like, right onto the announce table. Not just on the announce table, that little, like, like window cover part where, like, you know, the, the, the NXT symbol is. Right there, and it just did. It just looked like it fucking hurt. But Raquel Gonzalez just absolutely every match she's in lately, they're they're making her out to be the beast, and she's definitely working through it. And uh, I'm really liking it, man. I've I've been praising her for a while, and um, I actually think her and Zoe would have a really 
really good feud together. I would not mind seeing that one one damn bit. So um, after that, we get a little footage. A lot of this show tonight was um, still undisputed era heavy. They're still trying to get those uh, those new. Let me hit pause on the music here. I just realized I didn't do that. Sorry about that. Didn't have volume, but forgot to hit pause. Really heavy still on the uh, undisputed era storyline with you know uh, Cole and. Roderick and Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, not so much. He's still out. Now, we see the footage of Kyle O'Reilly. He's training for, you know, in his Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. He's training the MMA. And we see Adam Cole walk in, and they just start fighting. So not only did Kyle O'Reilly know where Adam Cole bought his damn video games, Adam Cole knew where Kyle O'Reilly did Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Aha. Aha. There we go. So literally, they just know where to find each other all the time. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, after that, we see Kyle. He's backstage. He's got these two security guys with him. And Roger comes up, and he's like, man, dude, after all the shit that Cole's put us through, man, we need to go out there and just kick his ass. And O'Reilly's like, yeah, yeah. But just so you know, there is no us. Uh, you can see Roderick, this just pissed him off. He was fuming. And, oh, you know, you could just see it. Roderick says O'Reilly and Cole, both of them can go to hell. Uh, so, still not. <laughs> I, I still think Roderick Strong is unintimidating and laughable, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, I might be weird. I apologize for that. So, <laughs> we, we got that there. Um, still open smart comes back. I'm going to. Keep my phone handy, Hill. See if he messages me. So far, he hasn't. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling here. Sorry about that. Uh, we get Karrion Cross out there with Scarlet. Mm, mm, mm. That woman, another, another, another very well put together woman right there, Scarlet. Uh, versus Oni Lorkin. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I, o- Oni in this match, if you saw Karrion Cross's chest after this match, you saw how hard Oni Lorkin was laying in those um, those chops. Even got one over on his uh, the left side of his neck. You saw like two landed there, but that last one welted up his neck on on carrying cross. Man, absolutely just hard as hell. Lorkin was hitting this guy. Oh, let's see here. Hold on. Let's see if we got Smart back here. What's up, Smart? There you go. All right. Smart's a little bit tinny tonight, but we're going to deal with it. I can probably get rid of a little bit of that uh, post-show. Um, now, Smart, I kind of started out a little bit on NXT here. I'm talking about, did you see Karrion Cross's chest after this uh, Oni Lorkin match? Yeah, that was pretty messed up, huh? Uh, that's what? I said, yeah, I, I, did, I did see that. That was pretty messed up. It was like dark. Oh my god! And and now he had one on his neck, and now right. I don't know if you saw that hit, but it was kind of the last little set of chops that Lorkin did on him, and you saw him miss and just nail his neck. Now he was bleeding, just blood from his the the front of his neck. He was bleeding. I mean, the blood was just dripping down the front of all the way down to his fucking trunks, basically. But man. 
Oni Lorcan put a fucking shop fest on that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did not look fun. No, it didn't. But I really, really, I, I, I you know, I, I know a lot. Of, Oni Lorcan gets a lot of shit online, which I'm kind of surprised. He kind of seems like what everyone online would actually be really into. But oh man, absolutely, just I, he was brutal in this match, and. I don't know, man. After just literally looking at the chest of Karrion Cross after this goddamn match, you had to have some respect for for Oni Lorcan, man. I now, think I don't think the problem is so much his ability. He's got a he's a good wrestler, but he just didn't have any real personality or like defining characteristics that kind of make him stand out. Yeah, I, if I remember, he was Biff Busick on the Indies, right? That was him, right? Okay. Look at that. I got a memory. And that's a pretty fucking tough name. So I guess you need to learn how to chop the shit out of some people if you're going to have a name like Biff Busick or a name like Oni Lorcan. I think both you probably have to be pretty tough for. Ah, so there we go there. And um, I think Smart gave mute one more time here. Now, uh, we get all that. Now, after the match is over, Cross does end up getting a win here, um, but just unbelievable. Uh, Cross, like I said, he gets the win, and Balor comes out, and he's just kind of, Balor walks out, he stands right in front of Lorcan, who's just kind of laying there, and then, you know, he comes out, and uh, but before that, we get Karrion Cross, and he addresses Mr. Balor, as he calls him. Mr. Balor is who it is, Mark. You like that one, Mr. Balor? I do. Yes. I thought it was pretty interesting myself. Mr. Balor. He was very, very polite, very proper. Um, And, you know, it was the usual promo. No stopping me, blah, blah, blah. Um, But then, you know, like I said, Balor had walked out. And he said, you know, you, you gave me your best last week, and I'm still fucking standing. I added the fucking part. But I think he wanted to say it. He looked like he wanted to say it either way. So, um, you know, he said that, and then he comes in the ring, and he was talking some shit about emotions. I got emotions. You got emotions. We're emoting. We emote. I, I, I like the emotion, the the moat, the emotion, the moat of the emotion. Oh, Would you say that there were emotions in motion? I, I, absolutely. Mm. I, I, I was lost in emotion. It emotion. was a... It was a loco emotion. There you go. Fucking ridiculous, all this shit. Um, but I, I do have to say, it's amazing sitting here watching NXT continue to build storylines for Stand and Deliver while we have the main roster WWE literally just announcing matches like less than a week ago. Right. It's just kind of weird to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm just like, wow, look at NXT, like preparing and shit. Oh, oh, look how that goes, Mark. I mean, and not only like, you know, putting the, the storylines in place, but like actually giving you a reason to prepare and make the people involved in the matches actually move. Yeah. 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 They're actually giving you, giving you a lot of reasons to give a shit about this show. And I'm telling you, man, this show is lining up to be a damn good show. Um, Maybe next week we'll go over the cards. I just don't think it's worth it just tonight, but maybe next week we'll jump in and go over that. Um, but yeah, that was great match by those two. Just 
haven't seen a lot of Oni Lorcan do shit like that. And I guess his partner, I guess Danny Birch, uh, is injured now, right? I'm not sure. I think it might be. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nope. If you're you're talking, I can't hear you. Oops. Better? Worse? Worse? Better? Yeah. Better-ish. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not entirely sure about that, honestly, to answer that question. Hmm. I thought I had, might have heard a little bit of something about that, but I can't tell you for sure what it is and how long. All right. All right. Well, we'll find out. I'm sure it'll hit the old dirty sheets in a while. After that, we get Regal sitting at his desk. He's going to give us some information on who's facing Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship over there at Stand and Deliver. Uh, again, building the hell out of shit. Well, you know, this was kind of an announced match, though, so I'm not really going to shit on this. Now, this was a... L- <laughs> you want to talk about convoluted, Smark. <laughs> Try taking notes on this. I'm glad I was watching on Hulu. I got to pause. Um, okay, so here's what it's going to be at uh, Stand and Deliver, Smark. You ready? Yes, let's go. The final match is going to end up being a gauntlet battle royal but here's what's going to happen so it's a gauntlet and a battle royal but here's how it's going to happen we're going to start out with a 12-man battle royal right mm-hmm. the final six in that battle royal which i'm assuming this 12-man battle royal if 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 they have any brains they're all just going to start the fucking match together not going to you know come out there and, and you know shit like a rumble i'm thinking that's what they're going to do obviously the final six in that Royal Rumble that don't get thrown over the top rope, they're going to qualify for the gauntlet part of the match, the gauntlet eliminator. Um, Oh, no, the gauntlet, I'm sorry. Now, the order they're thrown out of the Rumble, again, after it's the final six, or the, I'm sorry, I called it a Rumble, the Battle Royal will be, that's going to determine their entry into the gauntlet match. (laughs) And then the gauntlet match is just a usual gauntlet match. They come out, I think they said every three minutes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, every three minutes, someone's going to come out. So there you go. And the winner of the gauntlet match, which which, which this is all next week, is going to face Johnny Gargano. Hmm. Now, can you tell that they used to have people that worked for Impact that are now working for them? This is very much a TNA-esque idea of, like, it reminded me of that shit when they used to do that, where you had to, like, fight to be able to get in the ring, and then they did, like, a battle royal or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and yes, yes, as you see, Super Sasha Corbin saying, Super Sasha Baron Corbin is saying it is a rumble, but the only way to be eliminated is pin or submission. I, so it's not really a rumble because in a rumble, you got the only way to win is to throw him over the top rope. So I think it's the last two that need to win by, now obviously it's a gauntlet match, so pin or submission, so. Don't start confusing me, man. I've had a few shots. I'm a little bit high. Leave me alone. All right, motherfucker? Take it easy there, Super Sasha Parent Carbon. Nothing is going to help the ratings problem. Probably like a convoluted list of roles. Oh, I'm sitting there like, what? And I, I, I guess we should get the 12 people in the Rumble real quick. I didn't pull that up. I probably should have. Um, let's see. NXT. Um... Uh, Battle Royal, Battle Royal 2021. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. 
Uh, uh, hold on here. I'll pull up some results and then we'll get it from there. But meantime, we can move on and then um, here that that that's what we'll do. Smart, yeah, smart. You, you got your computer handy there to pull those up real, real fast and get them in messenger for me. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm gonna go ahead and move on while we're doing that, so we're not sitting here putting the uh, the proverbial breaks on the show, if you know what I mean. So we come out. It's Walter versus Drake Maverick. They show a little scene where I guess Killian Dane is missing. Drake, Drake Maverick, for some reason, breaks into Imperium's locker room and he's like, where is he? And suddenly he hears, the, I guess he felt the ground rumble behind him. It's Walter. And he's like, oh, shit. And Walter just kind of gets in his face like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know who we are? What the, I mean, are, are you fucking crazy? So it's Walter versus Drake. And the only, I, I, I took one note for the match, Mark. No. This was a painful squash for Drake Maverick. And that was it. <laughs> Pretty much. And so much so that I even saw that there was a tweet like about Maverick Maverick and Drake Maverick. Just said, I just saw like, the of it. It was, it, it was, it, it, you know, I know this guy was probably very happy to get his contract re-signed again after what he went through, you know, being released, doing the video. But I got to tell you, me, if that was me, right after I had to literally shed tears on video, show myself that way, and then you come up and give me a fucking pity contract... I would tell you to pound fucking sand. Kick fucking rocks. Get out. Fuck you. Fuck you. You want to pity me and give me a contract so it's good PR for you guys? I'm sorry. And I got to tell you, I think Drake Maverick every now and then is thinking, I could have been an AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone to ROH. <laughs> I could go back to the fucking UK. I <laughs> I'm curious. I don't think they have a lot going on right now. Oh, man. I just, uh, you know what? Try, try getting a bit closer to the mic. See if that helps a little bit. Because it, it's just kind of a little echoey and hard to understand. Let's see. My face is like essentially pressed up against the computer screen. Okay, don't do that. Well, that sounded a little better, actually. I, I heard exactly what you said there. Uh, I, I found the uh, I found the top people for the that gauntlet battle royal shenanigan McJigger. Ah, there you go. Okay, let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's, before we get into the rest of this, let's go ahead and knock out the uh, the twelve participants in the thingamajigger. The old thingamajigger. Okay, so we got Jake Atlas from WrestlingInc.com. We got Jake Atlas, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, Leon Brock, Austin Theory, Dexter Loomis, Tyler Russ, Kushida, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong, Bronson Reed, your favorite, Lula Knight, of course. And my favorite old Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. All right. He's finally back. We want two long Cameron Grimes this week. So now we got Cameron Grimes in abundance. See, now that was the best thing about the Hulu version. I heard I missed a Bronson Reed um, LA Night match. That's not as bad as you would have thought. It was, it didn't take super long. Uh, Knight's a little bit more uh, agile than I thought he was. He did that old thing that Shelton Benjamin used to do when he jumped to the top of the top rope from the mat. 
except instead of doing like a superplex or whatever, like a like that Shelton Benjamin would do, Bronson Reed just pushed him off the top rope. So he jumped to the top rope from the mat and then got pushed back down and then lost the match. So I think you would have actually appreciated that because they did end up having him lose. Yeah, there's not much he could do to impress me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. He wants to impress me, fucking quit. Uh <laughs> draw up one of those there resignation notices that impressed me that guy's got some some chutzpah (laughs) oy vey (laughs) anyway here you know can can you pop that messenger real quick the uh yeah I'll just send you the full recap then I guess well I I just want to pull that up and see if maybe we can really quick I mean got a little time tonight i really only we don't have a lot of news tonight um the main thing we're going to get into is the uh wwe little uh wwe peacock controversy of the uh the matches being a little edited so i think some people might be a little surprised at what i'm gonna say but anyway um we'll go ahead and do that i got messenger pulled up here whenever you're ready smart there it is and let me pull that up i kind of maybe see who we think the last six are going to be Let's see here. We got that. Okay, we got the 60. Okay, here we go. All right. So you named them already, Smark. <laughs> Let's see who we think the six that are going to be the finals is probably going to be. Um, I guess what you need to think about is who they're pushing right now. Um, right. I, I I think I can name the six right now. I bet you can too. Let's, uh, let's start right here. I think... Um, Swerve, one. I want him to be, but I don't know. Mm, he's getting a push right now. You know, they're, they're doing this whole thing. He's been back doing the, the, the kind of video packages and shit. I'm going with Swerve. Leon Ruff, no. Austin Theory is another one I'm going with. They're pushing him. I'm definitely Loomis. They're definitely going to have that Theory-Loomis dynamic in that match. Um... Let's see. It leaves Rust, Kushida. I have three more to pick. Rush, Kushida. I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes, Pete Dunn, and, and L.A. Knight. That's my six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through. I'll go through. Mine's going to be different than yours. Okay. Not going with Atlas. Not going to go with Swerve, unfortunately, although I think they should. They like having Leon Ruff and things. I'm saying Ruff's going to make it. That's one. Mm-hmm. Loomis for, could be two. Uh, no theory, no rust. I'm going to take Sheeta three. Grimes four. Uh, this then, then then it becomes tough. Mm. Let's say he goes strong at night. <laughs> strong and strong. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, Sasha Baron Corbin jumped on in. Old SSBC, as we're going to call him from now on, and not have to say that re- fucking name. There's too many in there. Um, he's got Loomis, Theory, Dunn, Grimes, LA Knight, and Kushida. Kushida's an interesting one. Yeah. Because I, 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 I'd like it. I'd like that. I got no issues with that. I think the only, like, universal one that we all picked was Grimes, which means, like, Grimes isn't going to make it for some fucking weird reason. I, I And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm really thinking of taking out Grimes and throwing Bronson Reed in there, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it too. That's the thing, though, is that pretty much everybody, with the exception of maybe Atlas, like there's all it's conceivable that they could make it in. Yeah, even Atlas. I mean, he had a little bit of a you know storyline lately. This could actually push a little bit of more of a storyline for him. Even he's got a. I mean, let's face it. The one good thing about that match is everyone's got a shot. That's a good thing. Right. Which is I, kind of a compliment to what they've been doing, where they make everybody look at least somewhat credible. Yeah. Now, the only way they're not going to have the Loomis Theory thing, which could be two more, is if they're going to have a separate match at um, at Stand and Deliver anyway. So, see, there's another dynamic. You could take those two out, and I hate to say it, you could even put Rust... And even strong, I would put Rust and Strong if you took those two out. Right now, I was having the same kind of problem when I was trying to think between Strong and Done because I feel like that's a match. I don't know. That is too. Because I mean, they've been having them feud for a while. You know, the Undisputed Era, the Pet Pet, or whatever they want to call them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I. and you know now you can think about it. Okay, they've been. I mean, is is done too good to be in that match? Is he is he gonna have his? Ah, man, there's so much shit done to take on. Mm. You know what? I I I hate to say this, but I I I think you're right with Strong being in there. And I I, I got to tell you, with all this shit going on in the undisputed era, things happening with this the heavy presence of undisputed era lately. Strong mm-hmm. might strong might end up winning this whole fucking thing and going against Gargano. Mm-hmm. Strong might end up winning this whole thing. I see him winning it. I mean, I'm not a fan, but I'm just kind of going with the way the the way the show's rolling here. So anyway, let's. Um, I guess we'll have to see what happens next week. But uh, that that that's making me want to watch. Yeah, that was cool. Glad we did that. Like I said, we don't have a ton to get into. Might as well throw some shit in there to do that with. Um, anyway, we're through the Walter Drake match right up until the match is over and Ciampa comes down. I liked what, uh, Ciampa was saying here. You know, he said a couple weeks ago, I said, you intrigue me. And he's like, no, 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 no. What you just did to Maverick, that intrigues me. You killed the motherfucker. I like that. That Again, Ciampa is always the, you know, he looks like a grandfather. But he's like the. He's calling him old man too. That's what he's calling himself. Yeah, but he also looks like the grandfather that would literally be able to break every bone in your body if you fucked with him. But the kind of you know what the kind of scary thing about that is? So it's like he's only in like he's. he's Yeah, he's like the same age as as Roman. I mean, look. Gene just took a lot out of him, just has a lot of impact on his body, so he just looks a little bit older. Like, he doesn't look like shit at all. It just looks like somebody that's been through a lot. Listen, let's let's be completely honest here. Roman has very good, lucky genes, because we've said this before. When you're Samoan, you either look like Roman Reigns or Yokozuna in the heavy days. (laughs) Or Umaga or something. Really, there's no in-between. It's either that or that. You know, you've either got the big giant Samoan or Roman Reigns. Roman was very lucky. He's got good genes. I mean, Ciampa just looks like, you know, he 
Losing his hair, it's genetic, nothing he can do about it. Graying beard, genetic, nothing he can do about it. Good genes, different genes. I'm not going to say Chapman has bad genes. I I would die to be as fucking ripped as he is, so can't really say, oh, piece of shit. No, 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 no. He's just got a little regressive gene in the balding and a little uh, little gray going on. But you know what? It fits him. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Everybody else is on that roster. It's kind of a good thing for him because it makes him stand out. Because like everybody else, kind of looks you know young and perky and formed. He comes out, he looks like he's like an old battle-tested Viking. So like the gray beard and you know all that shit and scars here and there. It's good which, stuff. which is why he can come out and play that. Uh... That, that that locker room leader and you believe it because you know might be the one of the younger guys in there but he still just has that look like he's just a he has that presence of just being a knowledgeable older wiser man mm-hmm. so again just but he's also a sadistic son of a bitch uh, <laughs> obviously um he did challenge walter to a match at takeover for the uh for the uk championship which Kind of gives it away that, obviously, what I mean would is there a reason to send Champa to the UK for a couple of months, weeks? No, I mean, you would you would think so. And I mean, I'm not saying for sure that I think Champa's going to win, but I mean, like it does make sense that you would think that because it's, it's for the UK belt that they're going to happen. But they've done things before where they've had belts that are just kind of defended here and there that might not necessarily belong, you know. They've been doing the uh, cruiserweight belt for whatever now, but just became their belt. So, like, they have belts kind of float from here and there to different NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, but I, I just don't see why they would have the UK. I mean, they, I mean, they've got the champion there. I don't know how long he's going to be here. Walter, um, I, don't, I don't know how long his, I don't know what he, what his status is, but I got to tell you, it was cool when Walter started just walking away, kind of brushing off the, the challenge, and he gives the old head nod, and Imperium starts beating Champa down, and then Walter gets in his face and accepts. <laughs> yes, which give me some time to mull it over. Okay, now that my guys have taken you out, yeah, I'll go ahead and Yeah, why not? Now's not a bad time to do this. Uh, I, I just think it's always funny. You know, we're going to have two sadistic son of a bitches in this match uh, at Stand and Deliver. Uh, going to be a good one. Definitely going to be a great match with these two. You got the hard-hitting Walter. You got Ciampa, who I've said before, the name Tommaso Ciampa and great matches are synonymous together. They sort of meld with each other. Even back to his old days, just... A badass motherfucker. Um, so, gonna love, gonna love this match right here. Walter also known for not minding when guys lay shit in. I mean, that's basically what got him started was that match with PCO in GCW, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, actually, it was at one of the um, oh, the spring breaks. It the spring breaks, yeah. Yeah, it was that. That match was what kind of put him on the map. So, you know, that's... Uh, Walter ain't afraid to get hit and uh, give it back, obviously. Now, this Robert Stone thing, once again, I kind of feel bad for the guy. I know he's worth more than this. I know he is. We've seen him in, in Impact, but 
we see him backstage. He's uh, paying Mercedes Martinez. We all know before she, you know, did the whole retribution thing and everything. She was with him and kind of the little stable he had going of women, which kind of weird seeing a guy managing all these women, but also something that probably should be done. Um, now, her and Aaliyah, since she's been paid, Smart, she's going to go for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships with Aaliyah. Stone only gives her half the money, and Martinez is like, I'm going to expect the other half after the match. Now, that ain't how a... I, I, I can't see a, Mar- a Mercedes Martinez really doing that, by the way. I think no. She, <laughs> That's I, not really what a wrestler does. That's what a mobster does. I think... I th- well, yeah, a mobster's like half now, half after the hit's done. Uh, <laughs> that's how that goes. You said mobster, not monster, right? No, yeah, I did say mobster. Right? Okay, I just, I'm like, okay, making sure we're talking the same thing here. <laughs> half now, half after we show you the picture of him bleeding on the fucking floor. Uh, yeah, of the bar. Uh, anyway, I can't see a Mercedes Martinez really being like, nope. You give me everything or go fuck yourself. Um, but there we go with that. Anyway, we got the match. It's against, obviously, the champions right now. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I got to tell you, at some points in this match, I was thinking, are they going to hot shot these titles and just immediately devalue them? For a minute there, I thought they were going to. Wasn't that long of a match before uh, Ember retained, pinning Aaliyah. But I got to tell you, one of the funniest things was Robert Stone throwing the tantrum ringside. I don't know if you caught it. I did, yes. It was good. Amazing. Just l- almost on the ground kicking his shoes off. It was great. I, uh, He's, again, worth flailing way more. Yeah, what? Just fucking flailing all around like a fish out of water. Yes, slamming his hands on the mat. It was, I, I that that caught my eye more than anything else. Now, Smart, after that, we got your boy. We got Cameron Grimes back there in the locker room with Roderick Strong. Um, ugh. <laughs> and he's trying. <laughs> just a complete, like, a complete fucking line, Chris. Just none and then all. There's just no middle ground. No, but again, they've got Cameron Grimes. He's trying to spend more money. And I actually thought this was a... a not a bad idea of his to try to do. She's trying to buy the merch rights to the Unspeeded Era logo and name and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's talking about, oh, we can do T-shirts and this and coffee mugs and dildos and flashlights. <laughs> all right, I added the last two. Uh, and Roderick Strong just loses his shit and kicks his ass, which, I, Jesus Christ, I don't think Roderick could kick his own ass. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that was that little segment. I'm sure you like that one, little little Grimes for you. Well, Cameron Grimes. Well, absolutely, yes. Not only did we get Cameron Grimes this week, but we also got the assurance that there is going to be more Cameron Grimes next week because they put up the little graphic that it's going to be even stronger. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So there we go. There we go with that. We got one more little segment left here. Now. To, to kind of back 
story of this segment a little bit. If you remember last week, we uh, we were uh, treated to Regal inviting Colin O'Reilly, Smart, to NXT this week to work shit out, right? Mm-hmm. All right. The wife's got a shot here, so I don't, I don't uh, Give me a second here. She's pouring, so let's give me a minute here. Now, Regal is, like, literally lecturing these guys. Love angry dad Regal. I don't know about you, but I do. Of course, yes. Yeah. Angry dad Regal is great, and I love this. So we get angry dad Regal out there lecturing the children, <laughs> the children being O'Reilly and Cole. So here, give me one sec. Let me take this shot and give my son a quick goodnight hug. Here, one over here, one over there, and one right there. I love you, kid. All right. Uh, now my daughter wants a hug. See, this is a chain reaction in my family. Once you give one hug, you got to give everyone a hug. All right. Well, she wanted to give her brother a hug, so that's fine too. Anyway, let me give a little clink here to the wife. Take a shot. Cheers. Oh, much better. Colder. Not all the way cold, but colder. That's some kind of like special glass you got. What? Some kind of special glass you got there? No, we keep it in the freezer. But she bought it tonight after I got home, so it's getting colder, but it's just not ice cold. So anyway, she wants a piece of my ice for my cooler, my daughter, Uh, (laughs) and she's got it. Anyway, sorry about that, everybody. I I, come on, I I got kids. What am I gonna do? Um. Anyway, we uh, dad regal. And the the main thing he's really upset about, Smart, like any good dad would be, is that the police got involved. Yes. <laughs> Can't believe like, you got the cops I involved. I saw they had a raucous house party. It was like, yeah, yeah, the fucking cops showed up, too. Right. You bastards had a keg party. You and your friends. And the cops called me. Wake me up. Okay. Me and your mother were sleeping. Oh, I can't wait to say these things to my kids. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying your best to suppress like pride while still trying to be angry. I, like, you know what you did? It was pretty cool. But what you did. I really hope my kids don't worry me. Like, I know I worried my parents. That's that's Oh, that's, you know it will. It comes full circle. That's my hope is that I don't have to worry about that and really i got two good kids so should be all right i should be all right me well i don't know man my my younger one has that go along get along hey let's go party everybody thing so we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens but anyway after all dad regal did he offered them a match at night two of takeover regal slaps the contract in front of cole now i gotta tell you i loved I'm not the biggest Cole fan. Uh, you know that, Smart. Mm-hmm. But this promo here was great. I really think it was. He's talking about being born blind, and then suddenly you wake up and you can see one day, and he sees the light. Um, I, I, we were brothers, and you're just a lapdog of mine. I, everything about this, it was passionate. They were loco-emotional. It was great. It was great. And, you know, I'll I let you comment on that before we go to O'Reilly. Sure. I mean, I think it works. I think it just works. It fits his character well, basically, because, like, 
I forget if it was last week or two weeks ago, whatever, but a couple of weeks ago, he was basically saying that the whole undisputed era thing dies with him. Right. Like, even if he's the only one, it's still his statement. So I like the idea of him basically just being like, you guys were the fucking backup singers. This was my show the entire time. I was the guy who made this. I'm the star. Like, I carried all of you motherfuckers. I just, it just works for his character, I think. Yeah, I thought so too, man. I really, really do. I really thought it was nice. It was, it was good. It was good. It was, it was, it was good to watch. I, I liked it. Um, and again, I'm not the hugest Adam Cole fan, but man, when someone brings that passion, brings that 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 fire into a promo, you just can't fucking deny it, man. It's always, it's always, it, it, it's undeniable. Um, he finally signed the contract. I think I'm not sure if I said that or not, but he did. Cole signs the contract. And then we get O'Reilly, and I thought O'Reilly was really good here. Not as good as Cole. Not as good as Cole. O'Reilly seemed a little more memorizing lines than than Cole. Cole seemed really off the cuff, really passionate, really intense. O'Reilly seemed a little more robotic, if you will. You, do, yeah, I mean, it's kind of him, though. To be uh, fair, it's kind of how he does his promos. He's not the most charismatic he's sort of he's that middle ground between like a roderick strong oh i mean he's a a mma hipster kind of guy and i guy I, I guess they would be a little bit boring but i also thought what he said was good we got the little history lesson on undisputed era um he says he grew up and that's kind of why he's doing what he's doing he, he was tired of pissing everyone off um, you know, again, he's kind of like, you know, how, how long can you keep doing that for? Eventually you're just going to make a bunch of enemies. What? Grow the fuck up. Um, love the part, you know, another great line. I sold my soul for the undisputed era and I want it back. Thought that was a great fucking line from him. Uh, then he signs and we end up with them being held back like, like the cover of no holds barred or something. I don't know. It was good though. It was good. I I I like the ending here, um, but yeah, we had both a uh, bunch of officials holding both of them back. They were really close to each other's faces, but still being held back. So thought it was a cool little sight for the ending. I thought so too. This guy, what I was curious. Hmm? Come on. Oh, were you talking there? You you completely cut out. Oh no no. All right. All right, you're still cutting out a little bit, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I think NXT actually action, you know, action wise, storyline wise, I really think it was a better show than AEW. Like I said, AEW didn't have a ton of matches this week. They had a lot more backstage, maybe storyline building, which you know we would they need. But I think NXT was a better show when it came to the wrestling and the matches. Yeah, I think that's kind of fair. Yeah. It didn't seem like there was a lot going on with the AEW show. It just kind of felt like it was one of those kind of well, places where it was like getting one bridge to the other. They're not quite starting to set up their pay-per-views yet, or their pay-per-view rather yet. So right now it's just sort of killing time, and they're just coming off the heels of that big match last week. So it's just kind of one of those where it wasn't bad, but it was just kind of a little bit uneventful. Well, and look, I I know wrestling shows are you know entertainment. That's that's what we're here for the the entertainment of it. But you got one show that was a lot more entertainment. You got one show that's usually more entertainment and ended up being more wrestling this week. 
That's all. Speaking of, since I didn't get the opportunity to complain about it, I would just like to offer a hug in relation to the Cody reality show. Oh yes, we. I. I mean, you never got to say much on Wednesday, but uh, get on closer to that mic and say what you want to say. Like I understand why they're doing it. I understand that it gives them the opportunity to sort of reach a demographic that's not always there. Because like they were talking about on the Observer that when they started doing like total divas and shit and the Miz and Mrs. and whatnot, and they started having their reality shows in WWE, it started bringing more of the female audience to their shows. Mm-hmm. And they're also saying that AEW recently, the last couple of weeks, have been losing some of the female viewership. So I get the idea of, from a business perspective, why they would do something like this. But the idea of just more Cody being on television, just, oh, yeah, I don't know who at that network likes him, but they really fucking like him. Mm. And it's and it's like, it just, like... Well, if you want my opinion on that, <laughs> I think Tony Khan, <laughs> Tony Khan has a lot of pull at TNT. <laughs> More than you think. Might be. I mean, he's they got him two fucking separate shows. He's hosting that game show. He's hosting that reality show. Well, he's all- in, in very slight fairness and possibly arguing semantics, the other one is on TBS, I believe. Isn't it? Or is it on that same station? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it doesn't. But I, they, I don't know. I mean, they're obviously like you know the same. same the same thing. But uh, oh. again, I said this may be arguing semantics, but <laughs> oh no, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. But so it's not like they're completely building the whole channel around him. But uh, not yet. <laughs> no, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna need something when they get rid of the. Well, when they stop having the impractical jokes. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you got to have some. And, and something, and, and you know, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this because again, you did not get to speak on this the other night. I did, pl- I did talk about it, but uh, really quickly, you know, the, we were still getting some information. Now, it does look like they've been obviously having this idea of, since the beginning, because some of the stuff they were showing was very early. I mean, some of it was pre-tattoo Cody, mm-hmm. so. They've been recording this the whole time. This must have been in the works as, like, as AEW was kicking out, kicking up. Now, again, I mentioned this Wednesday. I always find it funny that Cody says, you know, he fucks with Triple H, and, you know, he doesn't want to be that guy, but always this, I mean, this is very, look at me, look at my family, don't forget we're here. This is very vapid, Triple H ish, Stephanie ish, WWE ish. Yeah. Now I get what they're doing more revenue, TV time, commercials, ads, money, revenue. But yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please, please go ahead. No, I was going to totally agree with you. It's basically he keeps continuing to build monuments to his narcissism. Like, it's just always look at me. I have to be front and center. Me here. Me, 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 me. And it's like, I saw somebody put, okay, so he's not going to be Triple H. He wants to be a lesser version of Admiz. So I was like, yeah, it's kind of where he's going with this, I guess. Yeah, I, I, and you're, I, I said Wednesday, it's a little bit of, you know, Miz and Maurice, which I haven't ever watched. So now I'll tell you, I, I haven't watched an episode of that show, which 
I probably should. But I uh, I may watch an episode of this just to see what it's like. Now, and now, you know, SSBC in here is saying the name of the show is Goofy. I believe the name of the show. I don't have anything. Uh, Roads to the Top, spelled with the Roads name. Um, mm-hmm. It is a stupid name. It actually doesn't make much sense. No, because it's like, what is that? It's supposed to be like a play on words, but like for what? There's no adage. There's no well, like, idiom. Also, this is implying that Cody thinks he's the top guy, which, I mean, you can't deny it. He, I don't know how much he put into it or what his actual role in the company is. I, I don't know. I really don't. He probably did, probably has a piece of this company. Uh, I don't, I, again, we don't, well, we don't need to know how much right now. It's a private company. I don't, I don't give a shit. But obviously he, uh, the road to the top, I guess. In, in the end, it's going to end up with him being on top. I mean, it's 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 better than being a bottom, if you know what I mean. That's I feel like a bottom having to put up with this shit. Yeah, I mean, I'd much rather be a, a top than a bottom. So, you know. I feel like he. I basically, I feel like a bottom. I feel like he's making me fucking pounding me with his endless amounts of bullshit. I mean, you know, you got you got Cody, and then you know you got QT Marshall territory, which. Oh, I mean, Cody basically called him a bottom the other night. <laughs> he called him his bottom bitch, basically. <laughs> so I mean, he is. If they released him, where the fuck else? Would he go? Now, I don't know if you heard the other night, but I don't know if you were listening still. But I, I called him. I believe the two unwords were unintimidating and uninteresting. QT Marshall. That's a fair summary. And he just sits there. He's got his his shoulder. He barely has a neck. And he's just sitting there, he's standing there, he's got his shoulders all scrunched up, and he's complaining, I don't get you, I don't get you, and then Cody comes out and goes, okay, I'll give you a match, here, again, pity, he pitied him, so he gave him a match, here's your pity match, bitch, by the way, I'm not even gonna call it a match, we're gonna call it an exhibition, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do everything not to beat you. That was funny too, because he was like, you know, if if I put you in a hold, I'm not gonna lock it in too hard. If I put you in a move, I'm not gonna like make it hurt. Like I'm just like he, he's telling, he's treating them like he's gonna like wrestle like a child. It, it 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 no, it's like I'm gonna just put the tip in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to be vulgar, but I mean, <laughs> dear God, I hope that that head doesn't <laughs> it too. Fucking matching neck tattoos. So I've got an idea. Uh, okay, no, 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 let's not do that. Um, I, I, I guess we should probably move on before this gets worse. Uh, <laughs> QT bottom bitch. Uh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into SmackDown. I guess let's. Uh, now I, I will say when I uh, when I took these notes, I wasn't hundred percent sure if Smart was going to be on the night, so they're a little long. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to trim them down, so we're not uh, we're not spending a all that time because I took super duper notes because I wasn't sure if you were you were going to join me tonight, Smart. Which very glad you're here, sir. Because now I can cut these notes down and we can get into the get into the meat of some shit. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about that little uh, that little controversy with uh, with the Peacock thing. It's a uh, it's a good subject, and there's there's a a division. Surprise! There's a there, there's a big divide on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't that surprising? As unified as everything is on the internet, that's oh, not a surprise. 
Oh, the internet, the, 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 the paradise of, of this earth. Jesus Christ. Worst thing fucking ever happened to this country. <laughs> this world. Fuck this. Not even this country. This fucking, this, this planet. How's that? Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, let's get rolling here with SmackDown. Let's get through it. So, Mark, we started out with Daniel Bryan out there. Um, <laughs> I love smart-ass Daniel Bryan. I really do because it 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 really come. If you've ever watched Total Divas, Daniel Bryan is a real smart-ass to um, Brie, mm-hmm. and he's even more smart-ass to Nikki because he really doesn't like Nikki, and you can tell that when you watch the show. He's never said it, but body language. Everything else shows he's not crazy about Nikki. He thinks Nikki is like this, obviously just like ugh, ugh, way too full of herself. Well, I mean, you use the word vapid earlier. That's pretty. pretty I description. that's ninety percent of the time. That's the word I use for the Bella Twins. Vapid bitches. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, I, I mean that in the nicest way possible when I say vapid bitches. Oh, I mean, obviously, I mean the most PC way possible, also. Future Hall of Famers. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Get ready for that. Uh, anyway. Oh, you just gave me fucking... I just got nauseous when you said that. Uh, anyway, um, again, I love Daniel Bryan, smart-ass Daniel Bryan. He said, Roman said he'd rather die than tap out to a guy like me. Well, good news! <laughs> Roman's still alive, and he tapped out to me. And they had played the video before that of Roman blatantly tapping out, which I didn't see that last week. I got to admit. So he also kind of mentioned that there's something similar to that that happened last week, too, because he had said that he would rather die than, you know, lose to him. And he's like, well, I want to win this match, but I don't necessarily want to kill you. That wouldn't be. So I just like. Well, everything that he says, literal. Hey, he said, I don't want you to die. But if you pass out, it's okay. I remember that part. I do remember that part. We mentioned that last Friday. Um, but I, I, I loved it though. I again, smart ass Daniel Bryan is great. Again, if you watch Total Divas, Daniel Bryan's really a smart ass at heart, and he's good at it. He's very good at it. Um, and then after that, basically, he's you know I want a rematch with Roman, and he's not going to leave the ring. Until he gets what he wants, uh, he sits down. He brought, he had a chair beside him anyway, so he decided to unfold it and sit your ass down. So he sat his ass down. We go to commercial. We come back. Pierce comes out, and he's like, dude, you can't really do this. We have a show to run. <laughs> and he's right. They do. They have a show to run. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm always disappointed when they have people sit down that they never just like have them. They come back to them and they're like reading a magazine or something. Well, and, and like when WCW had Jericho reading the list and so they came back and he was still reading the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like number eight hundred and three. One of the greatest segments in WCW history, unintentionally. He talked about that. He said what they did when during the commercial break was he cut one of those like old school heel promos where he just insults the team, all the local sports teams. Uh, like they don't show that part, obviously, but he just like talks all this shit about how shitty the town is that they're in. So when they come back, the crowd's booing. So it looks like he's like getting this super heat. Br- the, 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 dude, brilliant. 
Brilliant. He's a brilliant mind, man. It, 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 AEW's lucky to have him. Very, very lucky to have him. So, um, Anyway, Pierce comes out once again, said, uh, blah, blah, blah. He said, look, we've always we've heard this a thousand times. The referee's decision is final. Something we've heard for a very long time. Reigns is still champion. They, again, it's funny when they decide to stick with rules and when they don't. It's just got to fit their narrative and their storyline, and they'll stick with that motherfucker as hardcore as they can. <laughs> so, to, to their credit, as much as they play hard and fast with, like, continuity and stuff and they change stipulations around all the time and shit and just book and rebook matches just to infinity and beyond they for whatever reason really do like try their best to make whatever the referee calls matter so uh-huh. like if there's like a weird thing where the referee counted to three and he shouldn't have or whatever like they always make sure that they like whatever the referee says goes. It's one of those weird things that they're really committed to when they're basically not committed to anything else. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, again, you know, if, if the shoe fits, I guess. Um, I, I, I see. I, Sam is asking. Uh, Sensible Sam. She's asking if there's baby sheep in the background. Um, no, is there? I'm looking around. I don't even have a stuffed animal of a sheep. But anyway, I guess that's either here nor there. I like baby sheep too. I do. I do. They're awesome. Anyway, Pierce is out there. Brian throws out this idea. He goes, what about Roman versus Edge night one? And I get the winner right after the match. And I got to tell you, here's one thing I'm happy they did, Smart. When, <laughs> when Pierce was like, no, you can't have anyone wrestle twice in a row, basically is what he said. Brian immediately brought up the double standard of the fact that he wrestled in the Elimination Chamber. I got to tell you, a lot of times they would have breezed past that. Mm-hmm. A little continuity never hurts a storyline. No, oh, absolutely. So there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy they did that. But um, Brian says, all right, well, you know, since you're being a little bitch, how about this? How about Reigns versus Edge night one? And then uh, the winner of that match, I wrestle on night two. Edge comes out and was pissed smart. We got pissed off bug-eyed Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just, Just ready to fucking pop out of his fucking head. And then he tells Daniel Bryan, you don't deserve the match at Mania. Bryan takes him down. Edge rolls him off, spears him. And then he grabs the chair and beats the shit out of Daniel Bryan. Good start to the show. Not a match, but still good start to the show. And again, we're hearing Daniel Bryan has a little bit to do with some of the creative going on now. If he's in, I would assume he's involved in his own storyline, which is why this storyline is working out really, really nicely. The, I mean, obviously we end up with a triple threat at the end. I'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and spoil the end for you guys and just not even talk about it. But it does end up being a triple threat. And I believe everyone i'm not going to sit here and say we did anything out of this world i think we all knew it was coming to this yeah yeah about that monday because we were talking about the paper we didn't have wednesday we were talking about i'm saying that there's the rumor was that it's supposed to be a triple threat so yeah people that that's what everybody had suspected everybody thought was going to happen so it was nice that we actually did go ahead and get the uh formal announcement 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was heading this way the whole time with putting him in there for this, putting him in there for that. It, 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 very predictable. But you got three really good guys in this match and two fucking hello workers. And once again, man, when, you know, I, I don't know if you heard me on Wednesday talk about the fact that, you know, you got three guys here. Two of these guys, two of the three in this match, two-thirds of this match had to retire early because of, one, because of a severe neck injury and concussions, and Daniel Bryan because of concussions and, you know, CTE. Both back in the, back in the ring, number one, cleared to wrestle, number two, and both in the match for the championship right mm-hmm. in the fucking hunt man i the, i said wednesday you really don't think about that until you see it put out in in text form in words and think about it just amazing man you got it, it what a fucking story you know right <laughs> what a fucking story i mean two guys you never thought would come back obviously edge and daniel bryan daniel bryan especially i thought would never make it back. I mean, we saw Edge come back a little bit. He, you know, for the the, the John Cena, Seth Rollins storyline, he came back a little bit for this. He did the... But to see him back and cleared and back in the fucking title hunt is great. Obviously, seeing Daniel Bryan back, but Daniel Bryan's more the miracle because he reversed CTE, dude. Right. I don't understand why they're not literally grabbing Daniel Bryan. Like fucking surgeons out there and doctors and like, how did you do it? Can we get, please, how did you do this? What sort of holistic juju did you use? I I don't know why, but he reversed CTE somehow with holistic shit. I don't know. It's just something, I guess something about just hanging out in the woods long enough. Eventually all the like pollen and tree sap and shit just like gets into your veins or something. So it's also very relaxing out there. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. It is. It is. It's always very relaxing out there in the woods. I am relaxed out there when I'm camping with the kids and shit. I, I Actually, in a couple, less than a month, I've got a camping trip to go on on a Friday with my son. Um, I'll let you know when that is. I need to find out the exact date. But it's a fishing camping trip, so I am not going to miss that motherfucker. Oh yeah, that sounds nice. I do. I like going fishing a little bit. I don't. I don't do it very often. But the oh. times that I've done it, it's been fun. Love it. I, I got a bass boat. I'm gonna get that bitch running. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out there in a, uh, the next week or two and get that some bitch running. Um, actually, I'm gonna go out there for uh, uh, Easter. I'm gonna go out there for Easter. So I'm gonna see if I can get that boat running. I got a little since I got my job. I can afford a couple batteries, a couple deep cycles for that boat. So I'm ready to take it out, man. My kids have been. Dying to take the boat out. My little one's never really been out on it once, and he's ready to learn how to fish. So, I'm ready to teach him. Um, all right. So right there, we just knocked out two segments, and we knocked out the main event. I like that, Smart. Look at us. Look at us putting shit together. Oh yeah. So all right, there we go. Right there with those two. But again, I, 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 it was very predictable with this where this whole thing was going with the um. Triple threat. Glad it's finally official. Glad they made it. A lot of, again, man, I, I said this Wednesday, WrestleMania is looking good on paper, Smart. I'm optimistic. 
both nights, both nights are looking pretty good on paper. Uh, <laughs> execution is another thing. <laughs> oh, well, yes, of course. <laughs> so after that, we get Nakamura versus Rollins. Um, now I got to say, Smart, I don't know if you noticed, but their ring gear was beautifully coordinated. Yes, yes. Both in the red and black. One had black and red. One had red and black. Very, very coordinated. I thought it was very, very, very nice. Um, I don't know if they talked beforehand, but uh, they they came out looking good. They didn't clash. They didn't clash. You know, you can't have colors clashing. So very nice. Very eye-appealing. Eye-appealing, if you will. You know, that's actually interesting that you say that. Because sometimes when I watch, if I'll watch something that's from another company, like from another country, too. I'll sometimes, you know, because you don't, if you don't speak the language, it's harder to tell who the bad guy and who the good guy is. Mm -hmm. So usually I'll look for any sort of like visual cues that I can get. And a lot of the times it'll be the people that are wearing the like more, the whiter or the more like colorful outfits are usually the good guys. And then the ones that are wearing the black are usually the more bad guys. So like they both came out and they're both wearing the same exact shit. So it's like, "Mm." well, not the same exact shit, but the same color scheme. So it's like, ooh, be interesting to see if like you were watching it for the first time and you didn't understand like, well, who's the bad guy? Yeah. But then again, if you literally typed in Nakamura's name, you'd probably find 800 pictures of him dressed in black or red. Or black. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's his whole thing. He's been doing that forever. Yeah. I mean, he's got that Michael Jackson kind of thing going on. So. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, that's his gimmick isn't Michael Jackson, but it is, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think they were saying it's like kind of how he started to learn English. Uh-huh. It was like he would like watch like Michael Jackson videos and shit. Yeah, you know, it's funny in that '80s group that I belong to. They uh, they keep showing that old. I, you probably don't remember this, but there's a Pepsi commercial out there where he burned his hair. No, no, let's not. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. Well, I mean, it was for a Pepsi commercial. Though. It was. It was. He did a lot of Pepsi commercials, but he did one where he was in the streets and there was this kid dancing in the streets and then suddenly Michael Jackson really comes up behind him and, you know, he drinks a Pepsi and everything. They all dance and everything's better. But the kid in that video is Alfonso Romero. Carlton. Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I was, I was trying. I mean, that's actually that really is a, a fun fact. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing my best though to try to muffle my laughter because you said that there was a commercial where a kid was drinking a Pepsi and then Michael Jackson came up from behind him. Oh, I was stop like, it! Oh, no. oh, boy. He tapped him on the sh- shoulder. It was the shoulder <laughs> he tapped him on. With what? His finger. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Ribeiro, thank you. Thank you, Sensible Sam, for correcting my my poor English, <laughs> which I have no problem being corrected on. I say shit wrong all the time. I appreciate it. Uh, and you're right. He does the Amer- um, America's Funniest Videos now. That is him on there now. That, that, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, first of all, I, I've, I do like him, but we did run him out of a bar in Deerfield Beach one night, really drunk. We didn't mean to, but it was karaoke night, number one. Uh, <laughs> we he, wanted to, he wanted to sing It's Not Unusual by Tom Jones. I understand. No, we 
someone did and we kept trying to get him to do the Carlton dance and he wouldn't so we we let that go and then someone got up there and started doing the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song mm-hmm. and he really got angry and just kind of left we were chanting some I forget what we were chanting I was pretty drunk myself we had been there for a good four or five hours before he got there <laughs> so we ran a few people out of out of karaoke night there was a guy named chuck we ran out by chanting fuck chuck for the whole song and he he, he walked out and knocked over the speaker to get out the back door that's how that's how embarrassed he was <laughs> like the idea that there's this like really tough aggressive crowd for fucking karaoke night Dude, sometimes we, dude, that was our bar, dude. We ran that fucking bar, man. People, we were the guys to go to if you needed something in that bar. It's beginning to sound like that Thin Lizzy song. <laughs> which one? Oh, oh, I know which one. Hey. Something about boys and something about a town. Yeah. And being back. I don't, I don't the, know. What it's the, the boys are back in town and we were, man. We were, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we had some. We, we ended up running that uh, running old Alfonso out of the bar that night. He was uh, he was not happy with us, and it was my crew that did it. My guys, dude. We used to go to the bar with like 12, 15 guys. We didn't go alone, and our bartender, this guy Jeff, we would drink for lit. And I'm I'm not bullshitting. Four, five, six, seven, eight hours. We would go right after work sometimes and start drinking. We would get our bill. And again, 15, 16 guys. We would get our bill. It'd be 45, 50 bucks. Okay? So what we would do is kind of calculate. We, well, obviously we had a, a, a bartender. You know what I mean? A bartender friend. So what we would do is we would calculate what we think we spent and that would be his tip. Dude, that guy told us once that we literally paid his rent every month. Every month we paid his rent. This guy would get like a two, $300 tip from us every night when we were there because we knew what we spent. dude. We knew what we drank. We knew. And he would just give us a little bill because he knew it was the best way for him to make more money off of us. <laughs> he was a smart guy. He was a smart guy. That bar is now burnt down. Anyway. I watched it burn down on YouTube live. Interesting. Was this like a part of a bigger... No, it was, like, a, no, it was on a, a news station. They were they were they were they were covering it, and I happened to pop on and see it, and I clicked on it on Facebook, and I was like, "God damn!" But yeah, dude, that uh, old Jeff was a good guy. I'm not gonna give you his last name. Not not not, not gonna out him like that. Just no 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 no. But he was a yeah. uh, speaking of just kind of random things. Wednesday we had those storms that were or no, you had those storms Wednesday mm-hmm. around you. You had the storms. Yesterday around here, we had the same storms, like that system that was causing tornadoes and whatnot. Well, anyways, around this area, there was a insurance company that ended up getting struck by lightning. Like their building got struck by lightning, which just seems like kind of slightly ironic. Yeah, I hope they were insured. (laughs) That's that's what I was (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, is it, do they insure their own building? Do they have like outside <laughs> people? I, I, I spend all day thinking about that shit. Hmm. I believe you can insure through your like if you were a a, a broker or something, I believe you can insure yourself. Yeah. Because you write because you write policies through. Well, if it was an ins- like, was it a? Action? I think it was like like, what, like a State Farm or something like you know like one of those. Oh. Little- well, uh, yeah, they, the, yeah, they probably got it through themselves. I would, I would think so. Wow, but uh, uh, keep going with this, uh, hit by lightning and. No, that, that's it. It was, oh. just, it was an insurance place that got hit by lightning, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have insurance. That was the whole thing. I hope so. I would think so. I would think so. If not, that'll be a great news story. We'll talk about. <laughs> Obviously, uh, anyway, en- enough of uh, stories of Boxman's drunken days. Wow. I could tell those all day, dude. I have so many of those, especially at that bar, dude. Oh, my God. I could tell you stories of old Krabby Jacks over there on Federal Highway in Florida. So many stories. Hmm. Krabby Jacks. Krabby Jacks. That location burnt down. There is still another I think it's still in business. The one that there was another one that they built. But, man, I had I had so many drunken nights there. I literally lived in walking distance of that bar. So, it was a, some great nights. Nights where I couldn't even drive my motorcycle home. And I could walk. <laughs> and I had a... It was tough walking home some nights, but I made it, sir. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I guess we can go back to the Seth Rollins thing. Um, and Nakamura. We had a good match. Seth will say, said I knew a crabby bill. But you don't want to know why he was called that. You hang out with like uh, shit. The funny thing was, this bar, I don't know why it was called Krabby Jacks. The owner was a guy named Mac, who I oddly named my dog Mac and didn't realize the owner of the bar was Mac. But anyway, that had nothing to do with it. The, the owner of the bar was named, uh, a, a Middle Eastern guy named Mac. I don't know where he got the name from, but... Bar lasted a good long time, and I have so many good memories of that bar. Was it like close to any sort of bodies of water? I know you said it was in Florida, so like kind of everywhere. Uh, actually, not far. Um, Federal Highway is it runs pretty much literally. You can go from Miami all the way to Jacksonville on Federal Highway. It would take you forever. A lot of lot of stoplights, but Federal Highway. Once you cross Federal Highway on when you're in South Florida, anywhere in South Florida, you're about a mile from the beach at that point. Yeah, so maybe it had something to do with that. Yeah, yeah. You're about a mile from the beach at that point. But uh it was um yeah, you it, it Federal Highway's a you know it's a mile from the old A one A. And if you ever listen to Ice Ice Baby, he talks about A one A in there. And that's Beachfront Avenue. So good shit there, man. Good shit. But anyway, back to this Seth Rollins, Nakamura, all that shit. Um, I mean, I, I get another good match between these guys. We we did see this match last week. Um, but I got to tell you, watching these little transitions Nakamura does, Smark, really a shame they don't push this guy more, man. Really a shame. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I was like, can they had them? They had them wrestle on Sunday too. They were on Fastlane, right? And I feel like I don't know if it was that it really was, or if it was just that I had less to watch tonight than I did at, during Fastlane. But it just seemed like it was a better match. Like you had, like you were talking about some of the transitions that he did. He did that like knee drop on the apron from the top rope to the apron. He did that little like uh, where you slingshot out of where you like slide out of the ring, but you do the uh, like German suplex type move. Right. Things like that. A couple of people do that, but just yeah, he just had a lot. He had a really good, got some really good offense, and he ended up losing, of course. But well, he did that, yeah. and I mean, Seth picked him up to put him in a kind of a backdrop, and Nakamura flipped over and ended up you know, literally getting Rollins into a fucking arm bar. It's just when you see this guy do what he can do. You're like, how How do you keep shoving? How do you not have something for this guy? Mm-hmm. I, I, he could literally just let him go out there, be, in, be him, and have good matches. What's wrong with doing that with Nakamura? You could put this guy with anybody, and he's going to have a good fucking match. So as far as I'm concerned, he is. I, I totally agree. I just I think it all goes back to the accent problem, which shouldn't be a problem. But it, they, they, I mean, they were saying that they had a problem for the longest time with Becky's accent. Well, and Ooh, uh, English is her first language, mind you. I realize that, but when you have a guy out there, let's 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 break this down. You have a Japanese star out there mm-hmm. from Japan. You brought him in from. Japan. You didn't bring him in from Cincinnati. You didn't bring him in from fucking Kansas. You didn't bring him in from Minnesota. You brought him in from fucking Japan. The fact that he has an accent, you knew it when you brought him the fuck in. Sure. So if you have a problem with it now, it's a little fucking late. But I mean, I feel like you could apply literally everything you said in terms of him having the ability, having the talent, being a good worker, and also you knew he had an accent. And when you brought him in, so why is it a big deal now? You could apply all of that to Andrade. Absolutely. You know, so you were talking about him Wednesday. It is just like, you know, the talents, all that shit's there. Like, you know that they're talented. You know they're charismatic. You know that they can work. You pluck them out of an environment. You like, you know, in Andrade's case, he came out of Mexico. He was with CMLL and all that. And, you know, with Nagamori, he was coming out of New Japan. But it's like, you, you want these foreign stars. You want, you know, the Japanese star. You want the latino star and then you you get these people out there and like you must punish them for being them even though that was exactly why you brought them on was because who they are what they could do for your company like it just it continues to never make sense you're right and honestly you can say that about a bunch of guys but then you got like a guy like seamus who they see this star power in he's got an accent too but they Mm -hmm. like his accent so, and I get it. He speaks better English. He speaks perfect English. Let's face it. He speaks perfect English with a little bit of an accent. But you knew. You, you knew. This is literally like buying something and you knew that it, it, it might not work. And then it didn't work. And you're, you want a refund because it didn't work? No. You knew it didn't work. Okay. Let, let me give you a, a, probably a stupid example. One time on eBay, okay, I bought, I've talked about XM radio before. I bought five XM radios, the old roadie, way back in the day, okay? Were these like the ones that like you installed into your car? No, it was an external install. 
you put it in, you plugged it into a, uh, um, you could, it, it, it was a, it was an FM transmitter in itself. Okay. Okay. You, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You picked a radio station and it came through it. Um, well, as long as the radio station wasn't a, you know, station, you, you know what I mean? FM transmitter. You, you know what I mean? I bought five. Okay. Because mine was broken. I didn't read. Okay. I didn't read. They were broken too. Okay, but I didn't get a refund. You know why? I didn't read, but you know what? I should have known they were broken. And once I knew they were broken, I didn't ask for a refund because I fucked up. But the problem here, and again, probably a bad example because WWE didn't fuck up. They knew what they were getting. They knew what they were doing. They knew he didn't speak. He spoke barely any English when he came here, and they knew that. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to complain about his accent? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I mean, this is also the same company where Chris Jericho said that he, Vince told him that he couldn't be a face because nobody would believe that Canadians were faces. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, he's, he's one of those type of people. Goddamn foreigners. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Shit, I mean, if, if being Canadian is punishable in that, for, in that company, imagine well you know, being from anywhere else. I mean, I get it, but... Guys suck, but I mean, you know, every every other country's fine. I mean, they are America's hat, basically. Canada, Norway, Norway can go straight up. More like America's hat band. But anyway, we get Cesaro back tonight, Smart. Yes, yes, we do. Finally, he had uh, Seth with the post match beatdown of Nakamura, and then out comes Cesaro helping. Dude, that pop up, I, I don't know what else to call it, but the pop up European uppercut. Mm-hmm. Badass. He he. Did, did you see the fucking air? I mean, I know Rollins helped him, but god damn, that motherfucker was up there. Sure. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what they call it now because when he did it on the Indies, he would call it Swiss Death. Right. But you can't. You know, Vince doesn't like moves being called death or genocide or any of this shit. Or Swiss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> This is also true. So it's like the neutral knock of the head or something. I don't know. Yeah. And by the way, wherever you're positioned right now, just, just fucking stay there. That's doable. I can hear you wonderfully right now, wherever you are. Um, nice. Yeah. And no background noise, no nothing. So just just, 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 just hang right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vince doesn't like anything with, you know, European or Swiss or anything. But uh, he tried to swing Seth. But Seth ended up rolling out of the ring because, mm-hmm. you know, we we did get that thing where you know right after it, you know, Seth. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and skip the next segment and go to the next one again. I'm gonna tighten up my notes a little bit. Um, Seth did say after that match that he will not be embarrassed or swung again by Cesaro uh, when he was talking to Caleb Braxton back there, and even called again. He called Cesaro a failure. I, I hate to say this, but when WWE starts shitting on a guy and calling him a, calling him a failure and a loser, that's when they have a push in in, in store for him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird, but it's true. Like the further they go out of their way to humiliate somebody, the more likely it is that they're going to get a push soon. It's like bad reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's it's almost like the old salesman takeaway. You know what I mean? What you know what the takeaway is? 
Not exactly, but if you explained it, I think I would know. Let's say I'm selling... What do I got here? All right, boxes. Fuck it. I sell boxes anyway. Let's say I'm selling boxes. I go to a guy, and I'm trying to get him to buy from me, and he's got this big order. And I go, you know, I could run this order for you, but I'm not sure if you really want me to because, you know... I might be a little more expensive and that, but you know, you still might like me. You still might like me. So what you do is you literally dangle it in front of them. I'll give you a better example. The boxes is a bad business to do it in. Let's say you have, uh, I don't know, let's just go with fucking widgets. You go to the guy, you get widgets, right? And you're talking to him and you're sitting there and you're going and you say, you need my widget. Why do I need your widget? Well, you know what? You don't really need my widget. My widget is no different from the other guy's widget. But, but, my widget will have some better service. And the guy just sits there and goes, oh, great. And you go, you know what? I don't think you need better service. I don't really think you do. You don't need better service. You know what? Maybe you don't need this. Maybe you just need to go back to your other vendor. And the guy goes, well, why do I need to do that? And bing, you got him. Yeah. As soon as he says, why do I need well, why, 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 why would I do that? You got him. Take it away. Take it away. As soon as you take it away, they want it. So there you go. That's the old takeaway there. The old takeaway. But it's, it's the reverse when you go to WWE. Because <laughs> they reverse takeaway you. Uh, this guy sucks and they're like yeah i guess they they do and it's like all right well good since you don't like him yeah you'd be like yeah well you know he he does suck and that's why we're gonna literally tell you he sucks and then what we're gonna do is we're gonna give him a really good push and you're gonna forget that he sucks because we gave him a good push no i'm not gonna forget he sucks because you literally spent six weeks telling me he sucks (laughs) but anyway let's just let's just move on there now i'm gonna skip back a little bit here smart yes we get Adam Pierce, and I got to tell you, I'm going to tie a couple more segments together here. I felt bad for Adam Pierce tonight. Adam Pierce got threatened once. He got bullied to make the right decision. Whatever that decision was going to be, he had Edge telling him, you better make the fucking right decision or else. He had Roman Reigns telling him, you basically the same thing, make the right decision or else. And I got to tell you, I got to feel bad for old Adam Pierce, old Scrap Iron, having to do all this bullshit and get bullied while doing it. <laughs> he makes me laugh because he's like, we talked about it before, he was like, it was Wednesday about him like being a bitch, but he's like, essentially the first ever authority figure that's just sort of middle middle management right he's like the assistant manager he's not even like he's he's there on the weekends because the actual manager like has the weekends off and he's just trying his best to get through the fucking day he has all these angry people yelling at him he's like i'm just trying to do my fucking that's how i feel i feel bad for him too yeah just try to do his goddamn job but i gotta tell you if you follow adam pierce on facebook Mm-hmm. He's very interactive with his fans. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. Like he will reply to you, and people are sitting are like, you can tell they're in awe. They're like, thank you for replying. 
but he's very interactive with his fans, which an authority figure, you wouldn't figure that, but he is. And it is him. You can tell it's him just by what, kind of by what he's saying and the way he's saying it, but pretty cool of him, man. I know that was kind of completely off well, topic, but I, when I people were complaining about why does one person get to be in the Royal Rumble and the other person didn't. Like, he would actually respond to those tweets and be like, all right, here's the parameters. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, you actually laid out the details? No, he's, he, again, he's very interactive on social media. He likes talking to people. And don't fuck with him, though, because he will he will fuck with you back. Mm-hmm. But uh, very, very interactive, very respectful, obviously. So pretty cool shit, man. Nice. <laughs> sensible Santa like when MC Hammer replies <laughs> I didn't know MC Hammer was so interactive I gotta be honest he's got nothing else to do uh, <laughs> nothing else to do so yeah just sit there on Facebook all day and probably collect royalties it's like he, he probably just gets bombarded with messages of just like can I touch it? <laughs> he was on one of those surreal lives too. We've talked about surreal life before. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. Biggie. Oh, wow. Sensible Sam spit out her bear. I hope she means beer. <laughs> because if she's eating a bear, I'm wondering where'd you get that bear meat? I mean, fellow Texans, so. I'm drinking beer too. I have a I have a Corona here, not not coronavirus. I have the the, the Corona beer. Um, I went to Walgreens last night on a whim. I needed deodorant. <laughs> Funny, we were talking about deodorant, and mine ran out the next day. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I went there, and all they had was seltzer beer and shitty beer. So I got Corona. <laughs> there you go. I, well, I should say seltzer beer and shittier beer because. You, you seltzer beer people are really weird. Ah, she has a Dos Equis. Nice. Ah, I like the Dos Equis. That's very good. There you go. Good shit right there. Good shit. Um, so anyway, let's move on. Biggie, we get that match right there. Biggie and the Street Profits. Um, crazy way Montez came down to the ring there. Uh, Just on- sliding down the entrance ramp on his back. On his back on a pile of cups. Uh, Biggie and the Street Profits versus Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, and Otis. Um, I got to tell you, I was a little... Uh, I'm not sure if disappointed is the right word. A little... I guess I'm going to use it, though. Disappointed to see Big E just dropping right back into the, the comedy thing. Yeah, yeah I get it. Because, I mean, like, if you're going to have him have a serious feud with Apollo and the feud with Apollo is still going on, then maybe you kind of keep up that energy of him being serious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get why you'd be upset with that. Well, if anything, I was just amazed by this. It was like a tale of two entrances. That was like the big takeaway from this match. How weird these entrances were. Mm. Ford sliding on the ramp on his back. And then it was such a very weird contrast. If you had Apollo coming out in his garb, because he's got, you know, he's got his gear on. He's got the little scarf. He's got like the, I think it's a spear. I'm not entirely sure what it is that he has in his hand. That's fine. But uh, so he's doing his gimmick, and he's like, you know, he's this descendant of 
Nigerian royalty, but then like alongside of him is Otis, and Otis is doing the shit where he's like stomping around with his feet and just fucking jiggling and shit. It just looks so weird. Like it was such a weird contrast. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there was a big contrast in that ring either way. Sure, I guess. But um, and and, and I got to say, Biggie when he did go down to the ring once Apollo came out did start looking a little more serious. So I was a little happy about that. Meanwhile, Apollo ended up pinning Biggie for the win again. Mm-hmm. Not again. He didn't win the other night. Um, but I got to tell you, uh, let's see. We, we, I'll give you a little bit here. Dawkins and Otis start out. Now, Montez, once again, man, I mean, doing cartwheels, backflips. And I got to tell you, the highlight of this match was Montez for tonight. Mm-hmm. Definitely showed. I I, I got to tell you, I, I I worried a little bit watching this match, Mark. Right. Uh, um, do you have the same worry I do here? Well, I, I think so. But you can go ahead. Montez Ford showing out like he did <laughs> makes me think we're getting close to that street profits split. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of posing that as a potential theory the other week too. Mm. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the shelf life for all of those tag teams. Anytime you're a tag team, the shelf life isn't very long. So, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they were kind of building the whole story of them trying to fight to prove that they're a good tag team and winning matches and shit, and trying to get another title shot. That was the story that they were in the last time that right. you know, the last like big story, but. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they do end up losing like a high profile match or number one contender match or whatever. And then suddenly things start to change. Yeah, I I just. Again, I mean, look, I have again, Dawkins is very talented, great guy, obviously, you know, but I just I see it and I'm going to worry about Dawkins the same way we worried about Tucker. And where's Tucker? I I, I I didn't even see him in the 24-7 locker room when Bobby Lashley was getting the, the, the those guys to, you know, do the do the job on uh Drew. I I didn't even see him there. Where where where's Tucker? Well that's the thing is that Tucker was eating KFC in the twenty four seven locker room. Uh, so that made him change outside did, with the fans. Did Tucker not shake someone's hand? Maybe not. I mean, Booker T's been around there like a lot lately. Maybe Jake um, Booker T's. I I don't know. I don't know what 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 caused him to go into purgatory. But I mean, you got Otis, which obviously Otis was obviously more the charisma guy, the more the the comedy guy. Got the Chris Farley thing going. You could even say, I mean, Chris Farley was trying to be more of a you know John Belushi character. So. <laughs> He's Otis even has that going on a little bit of the Belushi, the you know heavier guy, but he's got those going on. And then, you, where's Otis? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, where's Tucker? Tucker wasn't bad. He was actually an agile big guy. Why did you break them up again? Can you can can someone explain? Can you explain, Smart? Well, what's interesting is that they never even gave them, like, usually when the tag teams break up, they usually try to book both of them for a little while. And then the person that's obviously the Gennetti just kind of drifts away after a while. 
Like they try to give him a push and then it doesn't work and then you just don't see him. Like they just immediately skip to you just don't see him with Tucker. It's just like, all right, he turned on Otis and then literally that was it. Like they didn't have a match. They didn't have a feud. No. Ended up going to separate companies in the draft or separate brands in the draft rather. And that was it for Tucker. Tucker needs to find out who's got those pictures of Pat Patterson with a woman. Mm. And get those pictures so he can blackmail somebody. Funaki <laughs> still has it because he's still employed with them. He's just uh-huh. a commentator now. Funaki's <laughs> been there for like fucking 25 years. <laughs> I don't know what he has. I don't know what he's got. Funaki's eh, funny either way. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, those, those those pictures of Pat Patterson with a woman or with a woman are, 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 are worth something right there. Come on, folks. Have a sense of humor, please. <laughs> when you hear that joke, have a sense of humor about it. Uh, but Montez definitely is a long-term uh, star in that company, in my opinion. Sure. Just, He's one of those people where it's like, I think everybody does it, but like, you know, when you're watching wrestling and whatever, they're, they're just opportunities where you just kind of look at your phone or whatever, just kind of lose focus, especially if you're watching a two, three hour show. Mm. Nowadays, when you know, like everybody's prone to like skipping past commercials or whatever, you're actually just sitting there and watching just two or three hours straight with no interruptions. You have a tendency to just like kind of look at your phone or look at your tablet or whatever. But with him, like anytime he is in the ring, just straight up locked on, laser focused because I know he's going to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is. He is. uh, I mean, just I know they're going to originally kind of once they split, they're going to make it a little bit of a joke of Montez, but I think he'll pull through it. I think he's got the charisma, the attitude, the, the, the wherewithal to get through it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, good. I mean, we saw Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens backstage walking towards the ring. There's going to be a Kevin Owens show. So we'll just get right into the Kevin Owens show. Um, this, I think is going to have people talk. What, what was that? I said, I think this is going to have people talk. This is a little bit of a teaser. A little bit. A little bit here. And I like this. I like, I, I re- this was a good segment. Again, I, Owens always can pull out some good shit. Sami Zayn, great either way. These two together have a history of greatness, not only to matches, but build up, promos, everything about their combined effort is great if you will sure so we get that we get sammy coming out immediately apologizing kind of says this 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 conspiracy stuff is getting to him um smart is sammy the 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 q anon of wwe or the q of wwe is that what he is I think so. I definitely some sort of a conspiracy theory guy, Alex Jones type something. I almost think in a way he's making fun of the Q people. Because again, he is a a a, a, a political kind of guy. He yes. always gets involved in the politics. He I'm sure sees some of these stories going on about Q. And again, if you don't follow one Q thing somewhere for comedy, you don't know what you're missing. Uh <laughs> I, I promise you, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> they are wacko. Um, but I, I almost think he's making fun of those people. In a way. In a way. And if he is, 
Good on him. He's doing great at it. Um, he says he's going to have a red carpet premiere next week for the documentary. And Logan Paul will be there. Yes. Now, this is why I'm saying that. Uh-huh. Go ahead, please. Uh, well, no, I, mean, not, I don't have too much to say about that, but I'm just saying that's why I think people are going to be talking because I was already seeing people talk about it on Twitter that uh, don't usually watch or talk about wrestling. I know Luke was a big fan of it because he said that's why I stopped watching this stupid bullshit, <laughs> something along those lines. So I think people are going to be talking about it. I don't know if for they're going to be saying good things, if it's for the right reasons necessarily, but I think they're going to draw themselves a little bit of publicity with this. I think so. If I'm correct, this is the guy that's been controversial. Um, didn't he go to somewhere in Japan and go to the suicide forest and make fun of people? Was it him or his brother? I always confuse them, and I'm not even sure like who exactly they are, even that much. Okay. It, it, like, it, I just know that they're like famous online figures that are basically famous for just being controversial. I think they might have been Nickelodeon stars. Were they Nickelodeon Disney. stars? Disney. Disney. I apologize. I know that much because I remember I read one of their Wikipedia articles, but I always forget which one's which. All right. And, and I, I know Jake Paul is out there uh, doing um, M M M MMA right now. MMA. Uh, oh, is it boxing? Yeah, because he, uh, he knocked out Nate Robertson, who is a basketball player, a former basketball player. Well, and I think he's got a fight coming up uh, in April. Now, I know he's been calling out Mayweather, mm -hmm. which if you watched Mayweather fight uh, Conor McGregor, that's scary. <laughs> yes. Mayweather may be a shit talker. You may absolutely hate the guy for what he is what he does but he is a fucking killer when he's in the goddamn boxing ring i don't care what you think about him i'm not a big fan of his either but i gotta tell you something that son of a bitch can fucking fight he's fast and he is smart when he's fighting he was landing he toyed with conor mcgregor Okay, and then literally just started landing laser sighted shots on him. Connor couldn't block one of them. I got to he would kill Jake Paul. I think he'll kill him. Might literally kill the guy. <laughs> so anyway, I know it's Logan Paul going in. I don't know if he has the controversy that his brother does, but anyway. There, you're right. That's going to have some people talking. Either way, would, would, whichever Paul it is, he's going to be connected to his brother either way. Hope, well, well it, it, it's the social media, you know, thing. It's going to happen. Right. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and roll on from there. Um, now, Owens basically is like, look, I don't give a shit about your documentary or your fucking apology. Uh, Sammy starts kind of freaking out on him a little bit. Owens gets pissed. And he's still looking for an answer, but he hasn't asked the questions, Mark. He hasn't asked the question. Now, what do you think the question is, Mark? You know it. Answer it. I don't know it. I wish I knew. What's, what's the question? You son of a bitch. It's Sammy. Will you take me on at WrestleMania? Reluctantly, 
and maybe being threatened a little bit. Sammy says, okay, I'll do it. I'll take you on. That's fine. Um, so there you go. There you go. Owen says, oh, thank God I was waiting for that answer. Uh, that's the only reason I didn't kick your ass, and now I'm going to. And he did. And he did. Um, again, I, I think we've kind of beat this segment to death with the Logan Paul and Jake Paul thing, but uh, good segment otherwise. And again, I think we've pretty much covered it with these guys have a great history of having great feuds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that, you know, the fact that it's going to be on such a big platform, the fact that it's WrestleMania, like, you know, they've had a bunch of matches together. They've feuded a bunch of times. Right. The fact that it's going to be on such a big stage, and the fact that I think it's going to be an opportunity to, like, still kind of prove some people wrong. Like, I don't, I, I think that they're more confident than a lot of, like, some of the independent people who actually let what Cornette says get to them. But, I mean, Cornette basically did say when he was with Ring of Honor that both of these guys kind of weren't shit and they weren't going to make it to anywhere important. Right. So now they're all fighting each other, and they're fighting each other on WrestleMania. So I think it's an opportunity to prove anybody who thinks that way wrong, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be good no matter what. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens. Because it, it's going to be good. We've got... It, I know we've only got a couple weeks left to build up, but... I expect them to get a good amount of TV time to build this, um, build this one up. So sure. let's uh, let's just roll on from there and see what happens with that whole thing. But um, I enjoyed that whole segment. Now we got Bianca Belair out there. She's going against Mat- uh, Natalia, who has Tamina with her. I, I I did miss some of this match. I had the, 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 the my kid was going on. A, my older one was going on a camp out tonight. It was just a little. A little bit of chaos during this time. He was getting picked up and everything was going on. So anyway, if I miss anything smart, you'll you'll catch me here. Um, Natalia really got a lot more offense than I expected in this match. This match was longer than I expected, number one. This match was way more offense for Natalia than I thought. So... Wasn't quite sure what the hell was going on, but at one at one point Bianca gets thrown out of the ring by Natalia, and Sasha's music hits. She comes out smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now Sasha did join commentary when we came back from commercial. She was there, much to the delight of Michael Cole. Oops. Oh, of course. Well, it's boss time. Oh, you fucking cunt. Uh, <laughs> anyway, now. Sasha was doing really good at being overly annoying on commentary tonight. Yes. I mean, middle school girl annoying commentary. Yes. And I know that's her gimmick. She's supposed to be. She did her job. But wow, this just came off more childish than, than, you know, good. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. I know what you're saying. I mean, that's the thing. It's like... I don't know. Like you just they, they don't they always have to be like catty. They can never just be like wrestling heels. Right. It's like they always do like some level of like kinda of like type of like leg foolish type shit. Mm-hmm. And, it's, it's never yeah. just like a wrestling heel. It's always just like catty, like reality show type business. Yeah, and I mean 
again, I mean, you got, you know, you got uh, the, the, the real meat to this match was, you know, Bianca was having a hard time keeping Natty down. And right before the match, she said, watch what I do here. Like, they made the match out like it was going to be a big squash. And the next thing you know, we're 20 minutes into a match with these two. And, you know, Natty's kicking out of 15 fucking false finishes. And it, it was just a little surprising because, look, I got no problem with Natty. I like Natty, but they don't treat Natty like that. Yeah, I mean, and I think you're trying to make her look a little bit more credible now. And she's got the whole team with Tamina, and they're like trying to push them a little bit too. I think more than anything, they they don't like you said they don't book her to be super strong, but they do establish the fact that she's a veteran, that she's been there and she's put in a lot of work or whatever. She's been competing at a at a decent level for quite a while. Well, they so do. I think the story. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Please go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm gonna cut you off. Go ahead. I thought, I thought you were done. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was saying that I just think the story that they're trying to tell is, like, basically you have uh, Bianca being the, the, the kind of younger, youthful person that's, like, you know, a little bit cocky, a little bit confident, and just kind of has the pitfalls of somebody who is a younger wrestler that has achieved what she's achieved already so early, you know, that sometimes they get a little bit full of themselves. So the, yeah. the story that you're trying to tell is, like, she thought she'd be able to just dominate Natalia, but Natalia being the veteran, she had some tricks up her sleeve for her. and if you know she's going to be struggling with natalia who's a veteran tosh is also a veteran but she's at more of a you know, higher level of competition so it's like going to be a little bit more they're, they're building her being an underdog yeah meanwhile Sports. meanwhile natty's been there longer and yeah. they're treating her great unless they saddle her with a farting gimmick like they have which Gotta tell Which, you to that. be fair, when she is left to her own devices, she makes a bunch of weird pseudo incest videos with her sister. So, I, I mean, they're both attractive, but it's just those videos are weird. They are weird, but weird. They're like they're wearing these like low cut dresses and they're like touching each other's boobs and playing with each other's feet. It's just weird. I know. And then you're like, man, I still wouldn't mind having them both in bed with me um so it's, sure. it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is but yeah. again they they do they treat natty great until they don't let's put it that way until they don't um now again the the story of the match is natty uh bianca's having a problem keeping natty down sasha's making fun of her throughout pretty much the whole match um now smart at this point of the match, Bianca was having a hard time keeping Natty down. Did Bianca win the match or Natty win the match? I got to my the show locked up on me here. Yes, uh, Bianca won the match, and then Sasha attacked her after. I came in, and Sasha was just looking down on Bianca as she's looking up at the lights. So that that's where I came back. Okay, so Bianca did win the match. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Good. Again, we kind of dissected that a little bit. I, I like that, though. I thought that was cool. Um, man, I got to get the old cable working better. Now, after that, Smart, we get Edge coming into Roman's locker room. <laughs> I thought this was... I thought this was... A, I mean, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the line and kind of tie it together a little bit. Roman said I he almost respected Edge for the balls it took for him to come in the, their locker room. 
I liked that line. I thought it was cool. Almost respected him. Close to it. Almost. Just just about there, Smart. Right on that there. Right on the line. I was just about to respect you, and then I decided not to. I get it. I get it. But I I just thought it was a good little thing. Um, I'm I, I'm not sure what he said to him because my shit locked up again. But <laughs> but I don't know. Well, he he said when I came back, it was Edge saying, "All right, now think about that." So, do you remember what he said to Roman to think about? I mean, honestly, to full disclosure, I had to go to the bathroom. So okay. <laughs> we both kind of had our, our different snafus there. So I, I, I can't really help you too much on that one. Okay, well, it still took edge balls to walk in there. So let's just leave it at that. And then yes. we get into kind of, I mean, we, we're going to get into the final thing. We kind of already went into the main event. So I'm not even the, the, the main, whatever you want to call that, the main storyline event. Um, not going to really get into that again. So this is going to be the last thing we talk about on SmackDown. Very little news to get into tonight. We're going to roll on from there and uh, wrap this up. The last segment we're going to talk about is Ziggler, dog, uh, Bobby Roode. Ziggler, with, it comes down with Bobby Roode. He's uh, taking on Rey Mysterio with Dominic. So it's not Dominic with Daddy this time. It's Daddy with Son this time. At one point, I, I saw Rey get powerbombed over the barricade. And Dominic's checking on him. And Ziggler kicked his fucking head off mm-hmm. but it didn't look fake at all actually looked like Ziggler might have really connected with Dominic it could have been could have been I, I like just as an example I know that they uh they showed a slow motion gif of Drew hit Claymore and Sheamus during the fast lane. Mm. and they showed his foot just going straight up into his face and just bam so, I mean, that, that's been kind of happening sometimes. They've been getting a little bit more of the move than perhaps they intended them. Well, you got Drew and Sheamus who are known for laying shit in. So that doesn't surprise me. But this looked fucking, this looked great. I liked, even if it, and I got to tell you, I appreciate Dominic for selling it past the commercial break. <laughs> because he was still on the ground when they came back from commercial. And then he got up. But he was still holding his head for a good five, six minutes afterwards. Which, and then even before that, before he kicked him in the head, you had uh, Ziggler just straight up just fucking powerbomb rages like right over the barricade. Oh. And he just fucking flung him. He, he did. took that well. He did, man. He did. That, that, that was good right there. Now, I mean, let's be honest here. You got... Ray and Ziggler in a match. You got two bumping machines, basically, in a match. Ray will take a bump for anybody. Dolph Ziggler will over-exaggerate a bump for anybody. So this match was really a, a, a good, fun match to watch, in my opinion, for that reason. Um, I liked Ray going for the 619 when Rude cut him off. Dominic jumped Rude. Closed, I, I, think he, I believe he clotheslined him out of the ring. And then Dolph hits the zigzag. Using the ropes. I like that, too. That was pretty cool. I like that. And then Dominic uh, is holding Rude's leg so he can't break up the pin, and Ray wins. So, good. good. I got to tell you, not not a bad SmackDown at all, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I give it a thumbs up. 
a little bit curious to see what they do in the ratings. It's like we were talking about, they were down the last two weeks, the week before, last week and the week before that. So yeah, we'll see if they end up with Thompson's act. Yeah, we will. And, 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 and again, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's good to see Daniel Bryan doing the, what again, whatever segment, I believe he has control over his own segments. And if he does, that's why they're the, honestly, the best segments on the show. So, you know, good stuff over there on SmackDown. Whatever's going on, whoever's doing it, I'm enjoying it. I was surprised they were down as much as they were last week. But um, let's see if they come back. We'll find out. We'll let you know Wednesday. All right, Smark. How about some news? Not much to get into. Then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I'm going to get into a quick, small little subject, something we don't need to spend much time on real quick. According to Davey... Boy Smith Jr., um, he announced that his dad, obviously the British Bulldog, will be getting inducted to the Hall of Fame this year. They did announce on SmackDown, Kali was getting involved uh, into the, I'm sorry, inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. I talked about that on Wednesday. Again, if you don't understand why um, you're young or don't get the fact that WWE is a business and he helped a lot in the uh, India market. Uh, so, anyway, I talked about that a little bit on Wednesday, Smart. Obviously. Um, but uh, British Bulldog, people have been rallying, uh, 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 petitioning, I guess you could say, Smart, for the British Bulldog to be in there. Um, zero issues with this. Way too late. Should have been in there already. And what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that he should have been in there. He should have been in there before this, you know. But And I guess I, I sort of get it for, like, some of the similar reasons of just, like, it being a business decision, like, as the same reason they put in Kali. But, like, they also tend to not want to put a lot of people in, or at least a lot of people at once, who have died prematurely. And, you know, the way that he did it, because, you know, he had, you know, a history of, like, you know, drugs and steroids and things like that, that ultimately, I think, ended up leading to some of the problems that he had health-wise. Mm. So, like, you know, obviously, when you put some, it's just those, he's one of those people that were from kind of a different time when, you know, they didn't have the wellness policy and whatnot. So, you start putting groups of guys like that in there all at once, and you start kind of getting a bit of a negative light shown upon your business practices and your company or whatever. So I guess they're kind of, they kind of tend to not put a lot of those guys in or a lot of guys that did that and stuff like that in at once. And I kind of get it, but you get the, the problem with that is that you get people who deserve to be in there. They often end up having to suffer. They don't end up being, you know, inducted until much later than perhaps they should have. Yeah. We got SSBC in here telling us that he was supposed to be in the last year's one. And he's right. He was, um, it was supposed to be JB announced before the pandemic hit was JBL British Bulldog and Jushin Thunder Liger. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, just because they decide to put someone in a year before does not mean that they're going to do it again. They didn't change their mind. They didn't get backlash. There's so many fucking reasons they could decide to go ahead and just be like, no, nah, let's not put them in, you know? 
So looks like they're going to this year. And again, people have been lobbying, petitioning, and be- flat out begging WWE to put him in. I'm glad they're doing it. And uh, again, overdue, overdue. So I'm going to leave it at that, Smart, unless you got any more. Um, I think they're about covering it. Like, obviously, should have been in it. So I have to think that he is. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. Now, we got two more little stories before we get into the uh, meat and taters of this show. Um, WWE is going to be moving. Now, I would say moving Thunderdome, but with them having fans coming back at Mania. They may be doing away with Thunderdome. I don't know. We don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, but obviously they don't have to tell us yet. But they are moving from the Tropicana Field right now. Um, in Not right now, but very soon, which they recently moved to just very soon, uh, very recently, four months ago, to the Yingling Center. So, once again, they're moving. Where is the Yingling Center? I didn't look that up. Do you know where it is, Mark? I'm not entirely sure. I'm doing a quick search here. I will do it right now. It's, again, South Florida. It's in Tampa. It's an arena on the campus of University of South Florida, USF. Uh, So, once again, kind of looks like they, they might be doing kind of a full sale thing with this. Place too. Who knows? I. Who knows with this deal? You might see another not NXT, but another performance center coming out of this. It's it's a pretty big venue. If that's what I'm thinking of here. Um, I'm I'm looking at pictures of it. It's a damn big venue. Yeah, I'm gonna post one mix if anybody wants to take a look at it. But yeah, Yeah. it it does seem like it's a full-on, you know, like venue. It might be. It's probably a step down from Tropicana because I mean that's a fucking giant baseball stadium. Yeah, let's but, see. The maximum capacity of Yingling Center is 10,411. There you go. So that's not a small amount of people. Not always what WWE would run, but I believe they've ran here, ran here before. So not uh, that, that, that. Listen, 10,411 at a house show. If you can get fucking half that, you you got a good crowd. Uh, especially when house shows were, you know, a thing. I know they haven't been in a while, but we'll see what happens. Um, well, let's see. It says in the, the old Wikipedia article here, ooh. WWE has hosted several professional wrestling events at the Sundome. I guess it was formerly called the Sundome. There you go. Um, it hosted Saturday night's main event for the first time in 1985, hosted the pay-per-view of Royal Rumble in 1995. Mm. Uh, March... 24, oh, yeah, this talks about how it's even. But, yeah, so it's 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 hosted a couple of shows there, yeah. I, I thought so. I thought I've heard that name. Um, now, this isn't supposed to happen until April 12th, which will be the first show to air on USA Network from um, right there, from Yingling Center. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I Again, I'm very curious as to what they're going to do house show-wise. After Mania, since they're going to have, you know, a third of the, you know, the, the max capacity of the, what is it, the uh, Ray the something something Ray something arena, um, whatever they're in, 
the max capacity of that what was that the one they're in right now no the one they're going to be in for wrestlemania oh that is the uh fucking sun devil no the ron johnson or something like that raymond james stadium raymond there you go. Right I don't there. know. I, I I don't know how I managed to get Raymond James out of Ron Johnson, but I we we linked up together there, so that works. Is Ron Johnson, one of those? No, it's Ron What's, John. I think Ron I'm John. like uh, fucking Miami Vice. No, I was thinking. No, that's Don Johnson. Don Johnson. I guess I mixed up uh, Ron John, the old uh, Florida Florida uh, surf store. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I'm, the, the max capacity of that arena is 75. They're going to have a third of the audience, 25,000 in there. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do after Mania. Are they going to start since they have, you know, and, and uh, since they have a little bit of clearance? And, you know, there's a lot of states right now that are lifting mandates. Mm-hmm. If they started in Florida, they could do the Florida run. The, the that whole you know gulf run up that you know uh, up the whole gulf and still be you know I, I don't know what they're going to do with house shows i'm very curious to see after mania if they start having fans at house shows go back to house shows or if they're going to keep the thunderdome thing going and start charging i don't know i'm curious too i mean i, I don't know like we were talking before, and it's a little bit different, but we were talking before about how they're making a lot of money now because they're not having to do house shows. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, maybe the idea of just staying you know, static, stationary in, in one venue and not having to pack up and move around every week is like helping them financially. So maybe they want to hold on to that for as long as they can, or maybe just make it so that you know, like only the pay-per-views or only the big pay-per-views they perform in front of live audiences. I'm not sure. I mean, it's speculation at this point. It may be helping them financially, but I got a feeling it's killing a lot of the talent morale backstage because they those house shows were the shows they would go to have fun. I mean, the, the, I was playing you know video of uh, I forget I, I think you were here uh, when I played that of uh, you know Big E out there doing you know the power of his cock was knocking people down the power of his hips sorry but, <laughs> <laughs> so they have fun on those house shows. I again, I don't know if they're coming back or what, but we'll find out. I'm curious to see what they're going to do after, especially with the move to this arena. So, kind of interesting. So, somewhat in relation to that is they uh, the WrestleMania tickets that they have put on sale. They, they still haven't sold out. They've been on sale for like a week or so now, maybe a little bit more. Um, it's interesting because they haven't sold out for either of their nights. Um, but the UFC tickets are on sale today for UFC 61. Mm-hmm. And this is 15,000 seats, so it's less than what they want to do for WrestleMania. Right. But they sold out in minutes. Like, they say they sold out well, almost instantly. And it's kind of interesting because it's like... UFC is obviously probably a bit more popular these days, but it's like, we're talking WrestleMania, we're talking like the biggest event they have, given, you know, it's two nights, and it's a little bit more expensive or whatever, but we're talking two nights WrestleMania versus one random, just like UFC show, and like the UFC show sold out fucking instantly, and they're going to be indoors, too. Devil's Advocate, UFC's been running shows for the past, what, five, six months now? 
They have, but they haven't been doing them in front of people. Mm, yeah, they have. Are you he sure? had he had been doing I, those Fight Island gimmicks. I think he was on some weird fucking island doing shows with people. Yeah, but the the because the, the, they do Fight Island, but that's yeah. like isolated. That's not like in front of people proper. It's like trainers oh, okay. and all right. things all right. like that. I mean, I'm talking about like actual fans, like full on full capacity oh. fans. Man, UFC is such a different animal. It is. I I I, I really I hate compare. And oh my god, you know, I was on. I know we're going a little long tonight, but I was on Facebook the other day, and I saw a guy in an MMA thing post. When did you learn that M that UFC was fixed like WWE? What? Really? Seriously? Huh? Fixed, but I I would say honestly. That's the problem with them not having like round by round judging or live scoring, as they said, is that sometimes if it's like a high profile fight, I really wouldn't be surprised if they like specifically occasionally make it a draw or make it in favor of one person or just make it so that, you know, a rematch is possible. Listen, I've seen some bullshit. Fixing. I'm just saying, you know, I know. I've seen some bullshit go on in the UFC back when I used to. I, I admit I haven't watched UFC in a very, very very long time i used to be pretty religious in watching it but i just haven't lately but i've seen some bullshit go on where i'm like mm, but i mean you've i've seen some of these guys and 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 ladies come out of these these fucking ufc bouts beat the shit like lumps on their head and, and no no it's not the same thing this shit is not scripted again you may get a match or two here that they're looking to push a, I hate to say fucking storyline, but push something to to make more money at it. To make more money. Maybe. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's rigged or fixed. I'm just saying there are certain opportunities that they could mm-hmm. potentially have where you know, judging being subjective, it might be more convenient to, you know, alright, if somebody wins tonight, they get to have a rematch. I could see Dana being like, look, you take the fall, the next match you guys have will be much, much more money because that's where we're looking to go here. I could see that. But every fight, absolutely not, dude. Those lower card fights, those guys, believe it or not, when you watch UFC, if you watch the pre-matches, the lower card fights, those guys are looking to kill each other. When you get into those like skinny dudes that are out there, they watch them. They're looking to kill each other. They are not looking to, you know, b- 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 do a fucking storyline. They're looking to kill each other. So I don't know. I just I I saw that like yesterday, and I I I was baffled by the stupidity of the person. I guess I shouldn't be. So anyway, um. Let's go ahead and move on real quick. I got one more storyline, then we're gonna get into the meat and taters, and we'll uh, we'll we'll just not talk about the uh, that last thing I said. If we have time, we'll I'm gonna go ahead and close that. Actually, um, Stephanie McMahon, Smart, mm-hmm. was appearing on a podcast, uh, Bloomberg uh, Business of Sports podcast. Bloomberg is owned by Mike Bloomberg, who. Uh, 
recently ran for president. And they were talking about once power is turned over, when Vince McMahon steps down. I think we've said before we don't believe Vince McMahon ever will step down. <laughs> he will fucking probably sit and die with a pair of headphones, pair of fucking headphones on his head. But I'm going to give you, I, I, it's not a long article. I'm going to read a little excerpt from it right here. Um, again, asked about what would happen when Vince would, uh, would step down. Um, Stephanie said, basically she admitted that no person, no one person can replace what Vince McMahon brings to the table. Uh, her quote was, I don't think there will ever be a person-to-person replacement for Vince McMahon. He does too much. The landscape would look different, however it shakes out. Um, and, of course, you know, she brings up her husband and stuff. But let's go ahead to another quote from this this little piece here she did with Bloomberg. I do think... And again, a quote from her. I do think a lot of the institutional knowledge is important, particularly with regards toward the core content. But it's also surrounding our business with strong, smart executives. And that's exactly what we have. So I don't think it's the marriage of institutional knowledge, the incredible production value, the creation of talent, IP, and storylines, and really strong business executives to help us expand. I think it's a combination of things. Now, smart. Let me ask what you got from that little, little, little paragraph there. What, what what'd you get from that? That she doesn't speak like a human. There's that number one. It and reminded me of that, like when we were reading that Nick Khan article, and he used the phrase "linear eyeballs." Uh huh. Nobody has ever used that before or since. There you go. There's one. Now, I'm looking at this, and what I'm reading is we're just going to trust Kevin Dunn and his crew to keep going what's going. That's what I'm looking at in here. She's literally talking about how everyone else really, and, and Vince is just kind of the, you know, but it almost seems like she's just like, we're just going to let everyone do what they're doing and it's working kind of that. That's what I get from this answer. I could be wrong. I mean, I think more than anything, they're just trying to put over like the, the people that they've hired in the last couple of months or year or so that we've been talking about, you know, they got all these new people that they brought on to help run the business. I think maybe it kind of implies that once Vince is done, however, that might come that they're going to start letting the people who are in charge of... There's going to be less micromanaging, essentially, is what I'm going for. Right now, Vince, it seems like Vince is pretty much doing everything. Like well, people suggest yeah. shit, but then ultimately everything is his call. I see, feel like with Stephanie, she's kind of implying that it's going to be a little bit less hands-on, that people who are right. like you know given assignment to a specific apartments are actually going to be able to do their jobs without Vince being like, well, that's stupid, I don't like it, get out of here. Right, you're right, and and that was exactly what I was going to say. It looks like she's going to be way more hands off with this, but that can be good and that can be bad. You also have people writing for your show that are former soap opera writers that don't 
know the wrestling business. The only way this is going to work is if you let them interact with the wrestlers on their storylines, which Vince doesn't like doing. So that's the only way you're going to ever have any difference in this show. Otherwise, we're going to get the exact same stuff, maybe worse, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Yeah, I could agree with that. But then that also depends on, like you were saying, kind of what the relationship between the wrestlers and the writers are or what it would be, you know, in that post-events atmosphere right. of if you have, you know, the, the, the writers suggest this idea or that idea, the wrestlers are like, well, you know, this part of it's good, but I think maybe you should do this or, you know, whatever. It, it depends on how collaborative the environment's going. It does. It does. But, um, I don't know. I, I still think we're a long way away from that. So, uh, just, what we have is what we got. So, oh, yeah. He'll be around for another like eight decades. That man is a vampire. Uh, absolutely, man. <clears throat> and they've got a lot of money. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, look at fucking, what's his name? The, 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 the prince in, uh, the, not the prince, but, oh, whatever. One of the guys in London, they're damn near dead. Prince of dead. Why? Yeah, let's not even bother with that. Let's get into the meat of this show that we've been waiting for that we didn't talk about Wednesday. I wanted to wait, see if any more info came out on all this. And, and another reason I'll be honest, I kind of wanted to digest it a little bit um, with all these things that uh, WWE network moving over to Peacock with Peacock editing uh, some stuff again. I I, I don't want to call it censoring. I know I did in, in the uh, little cold intro of the show. It's not really censoring. It's editing smart. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things they've taken off. Let me go ahead and get into this right right here. Now, just get into this. WWE has about seventeen thousand hours of content that needs to be reviewed. So there's going to be a lot of things that they may deem offensive in this day and age, which is fine. Um, Let's be honest here, Smart. Are there other ways to find the matches that you are looking for? If it's, uh, let's see, one of the, uh, you know what, let's get into a couple of these little alterations here. Um, A very famous scene or yeah, whatever you want to call it with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper and Bad News Brown. They were having a feud. Piper painted half his face black for the feud. Yes. Um, they edited that whole thing out. It moves. You know, just passes the match, goes right through it. Another part that was deleted was um, WWE... CEO, Vince McMahon, who we just talked about, using the N-word with an A, not hard R, towards John Cena. I've actually played that before. Um, You know, Vince McMahon being hip back in the days. That's one of the one that was uh, edited out. Now, Smart, let me real quick, I mean, what do you think on all this real quick? I mean, there's Give me one second here. I'm sorry. There's a whole little thing here between censorship and editing. You know, that there's a very fine line between the two. And that's kind of the argument 
I see the slippery slope we're going down here. Where do yes. you stop? Where do you stop? I get it. What, what do we edit? Why do we edit it? Who's deciding what's offensive and what's not? Right. I get that. I do. But there's a lot more to it, which is why I want to get your perspective on this first. What kind of findings that quote, though? It's one thing. Like, I'm not going to add on a fight for, for the inclusion of people saying racist shit or doing borderline racist things. But, All right. but okay, that's that's where, like you said, the situation established. It's like, you start with one thing that most of us can agree on, and then next thing you know, suddenly it's like, you know, you know it starts becoming things that are a little less cut and dry, start getting edited too. And I just, I don't like the idea of them saying, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to review all of this content and make sure that it lives up to our standards. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't want you, if I'm paying you money to see this, I don't want you telling me what I should and shouldn't be able to watch. Like, I, my fear before was even when they were just announced this, that they were going to be moving to the Peacock, was honestly my fear was that they were not going to include or they were going to heavily edit the ECWs. Mm-hmm. That's what I was worried about. That's what I was afraid of. So far, that hasn't been the case. It may or may not be later down the line, but... I was a little bit surprised that, like, they started specifically with some of the WWE stuff. But, like, at what point, like you said, does that become, you know, what what all do they decide to leave in? What do they decide to edit out? And then, like, you know, it just, it, it becomes a whole, like you said, it becomes a whole slippery slope. Do you leave in, like, the fucking Kate Big thing? Right. Do you leave fish barking like a dog? Like, there's a lot of real questionable <laughs> shit. That has happened. Please leave but, that. I mean, some of it, like it happened, and like it, you just kind of—I don't think completely ignoring it is the right way to go either. I'll agree. You know, there's going to be a little bit of a agree, and then you know, a little more here. I, I agree with that. Leaving leaving it out doesn't show that this company has flaws. I I definitely agree with that because if you don't know the company has flaws. You think it's this perfect company and they're getting the history change that they've always kind of wanted, you know, but, and here's where I'm going to go here. Um, this is a network, a network. If you've ever watched a movie, on a network television station that has bad words, they bleep them, or they they they, they had a little thing in the '90s and early 2000s where they would just change words. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, yeah, yes. especially when you're watching, you know, and and, and you know, I, I I've got a little let, let let me just put it this way: if you were to watch movies like, and I do have a little list here of movies, RoboCop, Showgirls, The Big Lebowski. They're edited for television. So, if you didn't expect this to happen when they went to a network, you might have been a little delusional, okay? I, I, I don't expect them to leave in things that are going to be offensive right now. I didn't expect that at all. 
if you really want to watch it, if you're that hard up to watch it, there's ways to find it and you'll find it. I know you will. There's something called torrents out there. That's one way to get it. So you can watch it. But a lot of some of this stuff was already edited on WWE Network. Listen, you can't go to WWE Network and watch ECW with the same music. Sure. You, you can't. It's already edited stuff. Now, well, I mean, yeah, that, right. that, that, I know what you're getting at, but that, that's kind of two different mm. you know, arguments there. And, and, and that's more of a copyright issue. Different circumstances. Because it's, like it's one thing, it's like intellectual property. I think people have more understanding of that. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Move forward a little, or however you were positioned when you were clear. Um, yeah. But perfect. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I, like I get what you're saying about that, but that I think people are more understanding about like intellectual property type shit mm-hmm. versus where you're making, you know, where it's like literally like we the license came up, we can't afford to, or we don't want to like relicense this shit. Sorry, right? Like, I feel like people are a little bit more understanding of that versus a matter of like people deciding somebody else's like what's suitable for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's copyright stuff, this and that. Now, I, I know I'm more of the, uh, <laughs> not more. I'm the conservative on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm very for free speech and this and that. I know I am absolutely 100%. But when it comes to something like this, when a network pays a, a billion dollars or whatever they fucking paid for this network, they probably have some rights. And again, it's a network. They have been editing movies since forever. You should have expected this, number one. And you really, you shouldn't be pissed about this. And number two, the fact that they're editing out racist stuff, is that a bad thing? And if you're fighting for that, you might want to take a look in a mirror and really just kind of saturate yourself a little bit and what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> it, it, no, I, I, I don't care. And again, if you really want to watch this, there's ways to do it, but I, they've been doing this forever. This is not a, 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 this is not a big issue. People are making this a big issue, but not thinking about why they're doing it. This company paid for something. It's a net work. Network television company. They edit things. It's what they do. You, If you're shocked over this, you should look again. Tons of movies over the years have been edited. Do you ever watch Scarface? When every time they say fuck you in Scarface, they made it thank you. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you, you son of a bitch. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to take your mother and I'm going to thank her. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to thank the bitch. (laughs) It's what they do to movies. Take it easy. Take it fucking easy. Stop, think, and realize business, network, television, this is what's going to happen. If you're really that confused about it, it's it, it it then re, just don't even comment, please stop commenting. Right, and I well that that's something that kind of scares me as a whole, mm. honestly. 
is the idea of like like you said that's how they do movies on tv but for the longest time there you know with it being on the internet you know anytime you would like watch a movie on the internet watch a tv show on the internet it was kind of just anything goes mm-hmm. like you know there wasn't the censorship there and that is definitely something that i'm worried about is you're going to start potentially running the risk of you know companies streaming services or whatever where they start censoring things or editing things because it's too violent or there's too much profane language or whatever and then you have you're basically like kind of running under the same laws and rules of like the fcc on television and shit. Mm-hmm. And i mean if you look at like youtube as an example youtube doesn't censor anything necessarily but they demonetize shit that has swear words and whatnot potentially right. questionable content and material so i mean it's kind of the same thing right and, and 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 you know again that word censoring they're not censoring they're, they're not I, I i don't again i didn't like using that word in the cold open but it was just kind of came out of my mouth they're updating to fit with the times and and again you don't have to agree with it you know I get that this is a very slippery slope because what, again, where do we stop from here? I get that. I get the fact that, well, who's deeming it offensive? Well, I believe we all deem racism offensive. If you really need to see Rowdy Roddy Piper dressed up in half blackface, fine. Go see it. You can probably find it on YouTube. You can probably find it. Again, there's something called torrents out there. You can find it. You can probably find that whole fucking feud on a torrent if you look for it. But there's no reason to be upset with NBC or WWE for doing what a network is supposed to do. It's a network. They've been a, a they're a, a network. To, this isn't USA. USA is cable. You have to actually have cable to watch USA. You can get a pair of fucking bunny ears and watch NBC, though. The Peacock. That's the Peacock right there. You can get a fucking pair of bunny ears and watch that shit. So you think they're going to fucking risk their reputation and everything just to have some bullshit up there because some little, you know, uh, internet troll decides that they need to see Rowdy Roddy Piper in blackface or Vince McMahon use the N-word to John Cena? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to risk a fucking violation or a fine by, like you said, the FCC. I don't think that's going to fucking happen. I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's just the thing is that I think there's this uncertainty right now of just, you know, what is it? Where are they going to stop? What is it that they're, you know, and right now it is just racist stuff, but which I totally agree with. Okay. Yeah. Get rid of that. But then like, you know, some, <laughs> where do they land on fucking Mae Young giving birth to a, you know, just stuff like that's, that. Again, that's, that's racy. It's not racist. Right, yes. There's a big difference in racy and racist. That might be disgusting. That might be gross. That might even, that's obviously impossible to happen. But let's Mm -hmm. face it, you've seen worse than that on network television. Right. In in prime time. In prime time, you can see worse than that on television. But there's just no reason for it. Again, they're not going to risk getting a violation. They're not going to risk getting a fine. It's just 
I think everyone's making really too much out of this. This is not a First Amendment violation. This is nothing like that. This isn't censorship. It's nothing like that. It's 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 being way drawn, just blown out of a fucking proportion, in my opinion. And again, I think people might be surprised to hear me say that because I am the conservative, and you know, you're more the liberal on the show. I I but I'm 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 not I'm not pissed at anybody here, anybody except the people that are sitting there literally wanting to keep racism in their wrestling. I'm <laughs> I'm mad at them. I should be. <laughs> we want to preserve racism in our wrestling. Got to keep that racism. The South's gonna rise again. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I gotta keep. I I need to see uh, old Piper and Black Face. It was funny. Which, now, by the by, he told a story about that. He couldn't get the paint off of his face when he took a shower. And like, I forget if it was a rib that somebody like made it so that it was like thicker and harder to get off or whatever. Or if it was just the type of paint that they were using. But he had to walk through the airport that night. Oh, with that shit on his face because that that was in this book. I haven't gotten around to reading all of it because it's well, and, and and even in his book, he says that was not meant to be a racist thing. It was meant to be. He was actually trying to be unracist in that bit and say that listen, uh, it, black or white, it doesn't matter. I'm going to kick your ass. Mm-hmm. That's really what he was doing, and, and it's kind of in his book that he that that was his message. The message did not go that way. And let's face it, in 2021, putting on that blackface is just not accepted. Right, you, don't, yes. you don't have to agree with the with it. You may think it's censorship. It's not. It, it, but then, it, it, but you got to fucking live with it. You got to live with it. I just, I, I mean, I saw people losing their motherfucking minds over this. Yeah, well, and that, that's another thing, too. This is right now, there's a lot of uncertainty because it's it's a new network just as a whole. Right. And the transition from one network to the other network and the fact that they haven't released, and I mean, that's in, that's in conjunction with them, like, you know, looking through and making sure there's an objection, objectionifiable things or the word that's close enough to that. Um, but objectifiable. Like, I got you. You did it right. Objectifiable. There we go. There you go. It's too many syllables. Objectifiable. Blah, 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 Go ahead. But no, like basically what I'm saying is, is it's like, it's a new network. So anytime anything is, you know, like comes up, it's like, it's kind of the end of the world. Or people have that mentality of like, see, it's different. So they're, they're fucking it up. But like, it's just right now, people don't know. Like people don't know how much of the old content as a whole is going to make it. They don't know how, you know, if all the old SmackDowns are going to be on there, if all the old Raws, the old pay-per-views, the ECW stuff, you know, the Smoky Mountain stuff, just whatever. They don't know how much of that is going to end up making the transition. Theoretically, all of it should sans the stuff that they don't find suitable for consumption anymore. But it's just that fear of like, okay, you're taking stuff away from me. You're not giving me new stuff, but you're taking the old stuff that I may or may not have watched, but you're taking it away from me. I get it. All right. You're taking, you know, you're, oh, you're taking my memories. Well, get your memories somewhere else of your racist stuff. Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it, again, it, you really have to think what hill and sensible Sam, you're right. Con- cancel, cancel culture is a virus, but this is not cancel culture. It's not. It's not cancel culture. It's not censorship. It's not even First Amendment at all. It's literally a network adjusting stuff to fit the FCC standards. Again, you get a pair of bunny ears, you can get this. I know Peacock is a different thing. You have to have an internet connection and this and that. I get it. But they're still a network. They still have standards. They've still been the same thing for tons and tons of fucking years. And again, you know, I, mean, I could go through so many movies. Here, let me, let me pull this back up real quick. I, I, I know we're coming close to that three-hour mark. Leave, leave us alone. How many three-hour shows do we do anymore lately? Really? Seriously, how many? Not many. Showgirls was one movie they edited. Let's keep rolling here. Splash. They edited Splash, the 80s movie that never really showed one boob at all. They edited Splash, okay? Mallrats, oh my God. You want to talk about a movie that's edited? Watch Mallrats on network television. You will be pissed off if you are a Kevin Smith fan in real life. I promise you, you will be. And again, watch Scarface. Watch Scarface on those channels. Snakes on a Plane. Oh, you ain't getting no motherfucking snakes on no motherfucking planes, Mark, are you? No. No, you're probably getting, you know, something way different than that. Die Hard 2, a movie dear to my heart. Because Dennis Franz, Andy Sipowicz from NYPD Blue is in it. Mm -hmm. Again, though, a lot of language in that movie. All cut. It's... I'm sorry. I mean, Hot Fuzz, Usual Suspects. Oh, my God, I love that movie. RoboCop. Edited. Edited. And there's tons more that you could keep going with. It's a way of life. I think that becomes a fear, too, though, is like like you're saying, for television, that Mm -hmm. shit's edited. But then the internet, it becomes a whole different thing. Is I think there's people like me that are afraid. I'm not saying with this. I'm saying just in general. That I, eventually we're going to end up with like Netflix being capable. I know. Where you, there's a titty, they get blurred. If somebody says the F word, it's beeped. Okay. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay, but this isn't Netflix, number one. Oh, yeah. This no, is no, not no, Netflix, I'm not, I'm not number one. I'm saying in this specific this, instance. This is a I'm company. A bigger fear in general. The, the, this, uh, you know what? Give me one second here. Sure. Let sure. me just look up one quick thing here. I really want to be clear to say that I support them removing racist stuff. I'm not trying to be the person that's arguing. No, 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 I, no, no, no. You're, you're playing a bit of devil's advocate here, which which I actually like. When was NBC? When was NBC started? NBC has been around. Okay. 40s. You're talking about a company who has roots in this country mm-hmm. since 1926. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're talking about a company who has roots in this country since 1926. I get cable is a different beast. I get it, but they still have standards to live up to. Okay. They are a network television station, which has to live by standards. They've had the same standards since 1920. Six. 
they are, yes, standards change. Yes, this station has changed. I get it. But they're getting rid of, they're not getting rid of blood yet. If they start getting rid of blood, we can complain. If they start getting rid of, you know, the, 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 like, you know, Steve Austin with his bloody face against Bret Hart, if they get rid of that because it's too violent, we can complain. When they're getting rid of racism or stuff like that, we, I don't see how you can literally, really, there's no, there's no defending, there's no justifying. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't, especially when, again, a station has been around since the fucking 20s, the goddamn mid-20s, Mark. You can't justify it in that way. They have standards they have to live up to, or they get fined, or they get, you know, all kinds of shit happening to them. You think they're going to get a fine for WWE? You think they're not going to have someone comb through every bit of their fucking, you know, shit and see what they need to you know, get rid of in order to, you know, just blend to their standards. No, 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 no. You gotta, again, we're talking businesses here. We're talking business deals, money, cash. And I, I think they would do themselves some, and I don't think that they will because I don't think they give a shit. But I think they would do themselves a, a service if... NBC or whoever runs the Peacock comes out and said, well, I mean, obviously NBC, you know, the the person in charge comes out and says that they do this with all of their shows, with all of the content that's available on Peacock. Because I could see people just personally being offended where it's like, they like where it's like they feel like they're being attacked because or what they like is being attacked or whatever. Where it's like, oh, you don't do this for your other shows, do you? And if they have somebody come out and be like, yeah, we do, I feel like that kind of nips that in the bud too. Well, you could always just watch NBC for a day and be like, oh, look, there's no racist stuff on there. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, ah, uh, I don't know, man. I wrestling fans have got to be the most crazy bunch. They're trying to de- they're trying to defend racism, dude. They're trying yeah. to defend blackface. They're trying No, it ain't going to work. I apologize. And again, I know some people might be like, "Well, you're a conservative, you're probably a racist." No, sorry. I don't agree. <laughs> don't agree. Um but anyway, smart I think we've delved into a lot of fucking shit tonight. We got a little deep on a few subjects tonight. What do you think, man? What do you got? Yeah, yeah. I think that about covers it. I think it does, man. I think we did a fucking good job tonight. I think we're going to go ahead and knock out plugs one more time. Uh, Oh, shit. I closed the plugs. What did I do that for? (sighs) I've had one of those days today, Smart. Do you ever... Do you ever have one of those days where you're driving home and you're going, I wish a motherfucker would cut me off today? You ever have those days? Okay. I think I might have lost Mark here. Um, 
I know. I was just saying, yeah, I, I definitely have those guys. Ah, there you are. I had that day today. I was driving home from work. I, 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 I didn't get to leave work early. I had to leave for a delivery because they had an emergency. And I was just driving. And I'm thinking, man, I wish a motherfucker would fucking cut me off and get out of the car and try to fuck with me today. I don't know why. I don't know why. And then I uh, picked up my THC vape, and uh, about 15 minutes later, I was fine. I was fine. <laughs> well, I by that time, I had made my delivery, and I was on my way home. I had to go to the bank, and then I went home. So I was good. I was good. By the time I got to the bank, I was uh, I was good. I was making the girls in the bank laugh, so I felt good. <laughs> there you go. They weren't laughing. They were laughing with me. I promise. I know. I believe you. They don't always, but sometimes, sometimes. So <laughs> that's always the worst when you try to make a joke and somebody just stares at you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, like the last time that happened to me, I tried to get uh, like a video game or whatever. It was behind one of those, you know, bulletproof glass vajiggers, the, the glass doors. So you have to get somebody with a key to unlock it or whatever, and. I got the guy to do it, and I was like, yeah, I just I need your help on unlocking this, you know, cabinet so I get this game because I, I kept hitting it, and it just won't give. And yeah. he just stared at me, and I was like, I wasn't really fucking pounding on the glass. Yeah. Like, at least a sympathy huh, would have it would have sufficed. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but uh, all right. Smart, it is time to take your drunken ass home, sir. Indeed. Let's go ahead and roll it. <coughs> oh, <coughs> excuse me. And let's knock out these plugs. Once again, I'm starting out with the high marks. If you're not checking out G Wiz Mojo and Cheese and Cheese Man, you are missing out. Where can you check them out? Mixer.com slash metal network. That's right, two T's in mitt. Mixer.com slash metal network. When can you check them out? Sundays, 8 30 p.m. That is Eastern time, because that's really all that matters. Us Central time people are fucking pieces of shit. You guys really should think of us like that every now and then. So anyway, go ahead and do that. And check them out once again. Hi, Marks. Cheese Man. Mojo. Gee whiz. You know where. I just said it. And, of course, Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. The Inhumans. Check out those boys right there on the Inhuman Experience. Again. I think they're going to have a lot to talk about soon. So you might want to go ahead and subscribe on all the usual podcast platforms to those guys. And, of course, the Everything Unscripted Podcast. You got Eric. You got Doug. You got Daniel. You got all the crazy characters on that show, and you want to be listening. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms. And on Blog Talk Radio, start typing in Everything Unscripted Podcast. It will pop up. And Steve Milan, appreciate you sharing the show, man. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan. Two L's in Milan. Over there reviewing movies. Check him out. You want to. You can follow us on Spreaker. You can get us on YouTube. You can get us on Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, Smart. Go ahead, please. All right. As always, be sure to check out Cheese on Sports Mondays, 8.30 on the Metal Med Podcast Network here on the Mixler Machine. And Sundays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to check out the Motor City Machine Guns with Mojo and last, never least, check out our friends at the Planet Party. 
It's the Planet Rack on Direct Podcast with Bobby Hoop and Papa Dave Sensei. We are coming to ask you all. 16 episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Be sure to check them out. Be sure to subscribe for season two, which is on the horizon. There you go. Get subscribed. Be prepared. And that's what you need to be doing over there. Smart should have himself a new microphone by the time we do this show Wednesday. If he doesn't, I will motherfucking send him one because I have an extra one here, actually, that can connect to USB. A good one, actually, if you need it. Uh, let me know. And um, there we go. Everybody, chat room, appreciate you guys joining us, sticking with us, staying with us. Anyone downloading this show, greatly appreciated. Please share it. And there we go. I'm tired. I've had a few beers. I've had a few shots. It's Mark. I will talk to you Wednesday, my man. Sure. All right. Everybody else, enjoy the weekend. See ya. Adios. Do it yourself. Take your drunken ass off. Yeah. Recline over. Recline over.